Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I'm Bartek. Bartek? Yes. Why are we called Spit and Polish? Uh, the reason why we are called Spit and Polish is because we are always spitting and we are always Polish. We are always Polish and we always spit, you know. Saliva is a major part of talking, you know. It's, it's a fundamental core. If you don't have saliva, you're not going to talk very well. Dude, Ryan, do you have saliva? Yeah. I have saliva high five. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So that's what we do on the show, talk about saliva and high five. Thanks for joining in. Bye. <laughs> that's it. No, what we do on Unappreciated Masterpiece? Good question, me. Um, was it a question or a statement? You decide no, later. You said, you said a question. Good. Yeah. I'm going to say it was a philosophical debate now about whether I said it in the first place. I think it was you who actually said it. But, you know, time is very fickle like hey, that. Hey, Ryan, what do we do on Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces? Great question, me. Um, I think what we do is we talk about movies that need to be talked about more. Movies that haven't been completely forgotten but aren't completely remembered. They're the ones that nobody has in their top ten lists of best films of all time. But they're not in the top you know, 10 worst either. They're films that exist that no one remembers fully, but no one forgets fully either. They're in a weird in-between zone. And I think we need to talk, talk about these movies to gain the knowledge of these movies and impart that knowledge onto you, the listening people. We believe that at the end of the day, these movies are art forms, masterpieces, because... They have things going on that regular popular movies may or may not have, but they do it in a way that that just warms the cockles of my heart, I can say. Bartek? If you look at the titles of these films that we're watching and you know them or you just look at the title and you say, unappreciated masterpiece, isn't that an oxymoron? Then we'll say, no, you're a moron. And that's racist against, you know, oxy. You know, morons, you know, that's that's unfair to yeah, them. Yeah, they try very hard. That's you a know, joke that's, from the uh, 1991 film Oscar. Exactly. <laughs> so, Bartek, what is the film we're going to be exploring today? It's not Oscar. We've already done that one. We've already done Oscar with Sylvester Stallone. We did January Stallone. 2017. It was a good episode. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will soon. That's good. That's where I'm up to, I think. Great. Uh, the film that we are doing today is Pootie Tang, Pogromta Zwa. Oh... Crap. What? Here's the thing. I don't... Sp- I think you're speaking Polish, yeah? Yeah. Oh, this is... This is awkward. I don't speak Polish. What? So I, I know. I am Polish, but I don't speak it. It's a It's a thing. You know, the Shit. war happened, you know, things happened, and uh, I don't speak Polish. The war against Polish. Polish? Yeah, the war getting... Well, it's a hard language. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm getting an erection thinking about it right now. It's yeah. the hardest language. It's the hardest, harder language. Um, Thank you, third voice. Thank you, third disembodied voice. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to introduce that voice for another 45 minutes as a punishment. As a punishment. We're still on the title of third voice. So what's the title? (laughs) Who is it? I don't know. What was the movie again? All right, Ryan. Now, I'm going to say the Polish title again. Puritang Pogromca Zwa. Think about the title, but get rid of the Pogromca Zwa. Puritang 
Pogromsa, whatever. Yep. Okay. You <laughs> made it sound French. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard not to. Pogromsa means. It sounds French, doesn't it? I think that's. Yeah. I think, I think it means like killer of bad guys. Killer of bad guys? <laughs> that's my favorite movie. I love killer of bad guys. Well, most people know it as Pootie Tang. Oh, Pootie Tang. It's no killer of bad guys, but Pootie Tang from 2001. 2001. An emotional time to be alive, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember 2001 like it was yesterday. Cheese TV got interrupted for some lame event about some towers, and Pootie Tang came out. Yeah. As did Bubble Boy. The tower thing happened, like, I think it was, like, between nine or eleven times, too. So So many times of interruption for my Cheese TV. I needed to know what Goku was up to. He's probably dyeing his hair yellow. (laughs) He was probably spending four episodes punching a guy. You know, these kind of things. You know, what was what was it about? So, who's our Goku for this episode? He's going to spend 45 <laughs> minutes punching. Um, our Super Saiyan guest for this episode is... No, no, no. He's not He's not the Super Saiyan one. He's like the little kid monkey one with the tail. Uh, okay. Like the cool what? Goku. The cool Goku. Our Goku... Oh, okay. Our cool. Goku the with a Dragon not- Ball with four stars on it for this episode is returning guest for the... I. I think this is your fifth or fifth episode. My fifth episode. His fifth. So you should appearance. have said five stars on the uh, Goku. But ball. he started with a four star one. Anyway, it's oh, Reese McKenzie, who was featured on Meet Dave, where we met Dave. We, um, catch that kid. Catch that kid, a, where we caught a kid. Race to Witch Mountain, where we came first place. Thunderbirds, where we used the Pokemon attack Thunder on a bird. Um, I think you listed four already. Now you go to list yeah, the now fifth we, one, where it's so over it's her dead body. Appearance, over her dead body, where we killed a oh, bitch. That's right. And now it's our sixth appearance of Reese McKenzie, where we're doing Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Talking about Pootie Tang, have you guys heard about Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Po- get used to that because like that's I, uh, the movie. Wait, are you saying we haven't heard of Pooty Tang? Who is Pooty Tang? Well, is... Who is Pooty Tang? I don't know. I'm gonna tell you who Pooty Tang is, but you have to press play. Well, that's the whole thing, guys. You guys at home have to join in on the magical wonder that is Da Pooty Tang. Pooty Tang is that 2001 film where I would say it's a comedy, but I felt like it was more of a coming of age film. We'll mm. get into that. A coming of Pootie Tang. So... How? Well, we'll find out, won't we, Pootie Tang? So, you guys get your Pootie Tang ready, because we're going to do a countdown of 3, 2, 1, and when I say play, you press play to get Pootie Tang. So, get your Pootie Tang ready. I imagine we all have a legal copy of Pootie Tang, because I imagine everyone in the home has a good old physical copy of Pootie Tang right there. You know, when you're having a party... Late, at, late in the year, you know, it's New Year's Eve, and you're thinking, who wants to watch the fireworks when I can watch fireworks in cinema form, which is Pootie Tang. Mm. So get ready, because we're going to start in 3, 2, 1, play. So here we are, we're at the Paramount logo. It should be the Pootie Tang logo. Like, how good would this be? Instead of the stars, it's, it's, it's his face. It's his belt. Mm. It's his belt. belt. That would be really good. That would be yeah. good. Wouldn't that be great? But they, they just didn't have the visual effects for that. Oh, movie critic guy. Oh, I love movie critic guy. So Bob Costas was it? Oh, as himself, which was the best part of the best part of the film, yeah. was that this guy is an amazing actor because he's playing himself. You know, we all we have all played ourselves before. Like I've been playing me for a very long time on this show, and you do a good job at it, by the way. Right? Yeah, you know, I, I try. You know, I get you know the pepper tain, You know, I'm you know so. 
Fun fact about this movie, before we even get into our histories with this, I'm going to ask Reese first, because I feel like I've already told you, Bartek, do you know who created Pootie Tang, Reese? I'm going to go for a long shot here, Ryan. <laughs> go on. Chris Rock? No. Um, Damn it. <laughs> Bartek, do you want to tell Reese who created Pootie Tang? Who directed and wrote this film, oh, Pootie Tang, and Lu- created Louis C.K. Louis C.K., the whitest comedian you could ever get, does this movie. <laughs> That's the best joke in the whole entire film. Is that the, they, it's like if today you got Woody Allen to do one of those like black exploitation slave westerns, slave, oh, okay, yeah. slave westerns, like how you know Tarantino, like it's weird that he does it, but it's also like he's always been writing a lot of black characters in his career, so it's kind of not that unusual. Uh, look, it's 2001, and this is what's happening in New York. This is what's going on, well, nothing much else. Nah, just some Donald Trump dude. That's not Donald Trump. Not like... He's Dick Lecter. He's Hannibal's less successful brother. (laughs) And I I got a more Superman vibe from him. Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor. No, Superman. Oh, Um, of Pootie Tang? Really? You got more of a Superman vibe off of Dick Lecter. Yeah. Who else would I get a vibe He's got Clark Kent glasses. Yeah, he's got glasses. No, you should have said you got Uh, more Clark Kent vibe because we don't know who Superman is... You know. I'm talking about Superman. Hey, didn't you like how you thought Bad Biddy was going to be in this movie? Because <laughs> they're like, in the opening, they're like, you got Bad Biddy, you got this, and then it's like Bad Biddy's Look, in this I'm one just, scene. I'm just happy that Dirty D got to be in more of the movie. Yeah. Excuse me? Dirty D was my favourite character growing my, up. He was my favourite character. I swore in my memories I remembered better jokes for Dirty D. <laughs> Where I, I, in my memory of this movie, because I grew up with this movie, in my memory of this movie, I incorporated jokes that were just implied visually as jokes from the narrator. Like, I thought it was like, Dirty D, he's dirty. He's got dirty cars, dirty money, dirty women. And I'm like, no, no, they're just things that are just near him that I remember. He's a good concept. Yeah. Isn't he great? Isn't he great? <laughs> I'm surprised that his right hand man is the cleanest dude in the whole Well, bunch, well, like. he's froggy. His whole thing is he looks like a frog. Oh, okay. Get it? Clean drugs. I like <laughs> those little things. So, Ryan, I think one thing that we should probably get out there first is... Is we are the we are white. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, we I are get, incredibly white. I mean, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself, but yeah. Um, <laughs> well, as white as you can get red, basically. You know, I've, I've got some Aboriginal in me. What I'm trying to say... Racist. What I'm trying to say is, even though this was, like, I guess, theatrically released and stuff like that... I don't think too many people have necessarily heard of this, so maybe we should just... Mm. Maybe some people are listening to our episode and thinking, like, Pootie Tang, that is a very... That's a great Scary Movie 3 reference. That's a... That's yeah. a they might be thinking, what is this title? Like, what is it about? <laughs> Sorry, just the speed <laughs> change. <laughs> just before we get into it, I also loved in this sequence here the fact that um, the, Matrix, the Matrix was really inspired by it, but also the fact that... As the, was the, Ali Jean to house. You know yeah. the kid? This kid? You know how they set him up to, like, hey, the boy? You never the see dumbest, him again. The dumbest kid in You the never see kid. him again. It's because he's too dumb to appear on camera. Okay, so, Reese, you're a Pootie Tang expert. You grew up with Pootie Tang. Well, no, I don't know what your history is. Okay, I'll ex- I can explain my history of Pootie Tang. Go on. Scary Movie 3. Okay. That's it. Okay, <laughs> so do tell the young listening people who were not there when Pootie Tang first came out what Pootie Tang is. Who is Pootie Tang? What is Pootie Tang about? Pootie... Po- Wait, the movie or the character? Both. You can do both. Uh, well, the movie po- is the character. Po- it's start, a character. Start with the movie. It's a character-driven piece. It is a char- It is simply a hero's journey piece about Pootie Tang, who is currently whooping ass at the moment. 
That is it I, dirty ass? Um, no. Oh, okay. Bas- basically, Pootie Tang is a well-respected figure in his community, battling drug dealers, battling prostitutes, and battling the big corporate America. Not to confuse him with Black Dynamite. No, no, not to confuse or him. Or Undercover with... Brother. Or Undercover Brother. However, or Shaft. <laughs> or Shaft. Basically, corporate America find a way to rid Pootie Tang of his special powers, which is in his belt, basically. Thus losing Pootie Tang's respect oh. for the whole community. Oh, man. But Pootie Tang must find a way to regain the respect of his community and defeat corporate America. And and the... Um, good, good synopsis. And Thank the you. narrative device of this film is that it's a short clip from the movie that he's showing to Bob Costas. And it's the longest movie. It's, I, a, it's the longest movie clip he's ever the seen. Jo- the joke is that it's the full movie. So basically what we're watching is... Um, a char- a real, a supposedly real life character on a talk show, giving us a little look of his vanity project. My personal favorite part of that storyline of it being a movie showed is halfway through the movie, Bob Costa shows up yeah. <laughs> in it, doing a documentary or doing yeah. an interview about the movie's plot. Yeah. So is this a true story or is this a fictionalized story? That part gets you thinking. But you know, this... oh yeah, and the, the film's called like... "Shine Your Pity on the Running Kind." Yeah. No, it's "Sign Your Pity on the Running Kind." I thought it was oh, sign. 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 "Sign." It's "Sign Your Pity on the Running." Sign, but not like S I G N. It's like S I N E. Yeah. Wanda Sykes rocking it is my favorite. One of my favorite female comedy characters of all time. Biggie Shorty. <laughs> I don't know, Ryan. She was pretty good in Ice Age 4. Uh, Hey, she's good in all the Ice Ages, isn't she in all of them? I thought she was just in 4. Like, she was Sid's grandma. Oh, what was that, say? Monster-in-law. Oh, of course, my favourite movie. Is that the one with J-Lo? Yes, and Jay Fonda. Oh, good. J-Fo. J-Fo. J-Lo, J-Fo. Now, look at this. Look at this. Don't you miss the early 2000s before 9-11 happened? Because obviously this movie was made before 9-11, so it has that nice little innocence of, oh, thanks, Prince Paul. Um, Not Prince, the musician, but another guy called Prince. Prince Nelson. Yeah, Prince Nelson, yeah. That's his name, right? I know, but it's just funny that he has a normal (laughs) last name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? Prince Nelson. Yeah, it's uh, like he got the last name and the first name mixed up, like Martin Prince from Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Nelson around. Prince, yeah. Prince S- Martin. Prince Martin. So, thanks, Willie. So, that's a good synopsis of the movie, but you know what I think about this movie? It's more, it's a hero's journey, but a coming of age, because Pootie Tang grows up at the end of this movie. He mm. settles down, he becomes... He moves from young to middle age. He 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 grows up. He does. A, I I don't. He's incredibly don't he's he, incredibly um effervescent. I don't think he changes at all. I think he just he comes completely back. changes. I think with the whole argument that it's a hero journey piece, it does subvert the requirement of him just being an everyman at the beginning. Yeah, he is in fact. He's he is. Hercules yeah, at the end of his actually. journey and then Hercules has to continue on. It's like Hercules' second journey. Yeah, exactly. This is... Pootie Tang is the modern-day Hercules. The hero's know? second journey after the first one. Yeah. yeah. I know we haven't gone into our history still, but can we please, please talk about how this is Chris Rock's best acting role as Partang? <laughs> what a tay. What a tay. 
there's so many. <laughs> there's, on Wikipedia, they've a whole list of them. <laughs> and they're like, this. it could mean this, it could mean this. Too cool for words. I really like the whole aspect of the too cool for words, because it feels like a thing that you would say in real life, but in this film they make it literal, and you can see what they mean by it. Yeah, I also loved... Can you tell which one's Pooty? Yeah. <laughs> Is the, it the f- totally fly one? Yeah, the tall one. You got it. <laughs> I just love the, how small that fur coat is on him, basically. Well, it's pretty Tang. I love how... Who are these women? <laughs> oh, and, Fans. The, and the next women, basically, who shows up. That's just, The next women? The next woman, sorry. The women? Woman. The, woman. I can't wait to see... I can't uh, wait to see the next women. All, there's, there they yeah, are. They, there they are. <laughs> the next women. Look at all of them standing there throwing... She has the, she has the really cry weird. of a thousand women. It's really weird that... There's, there's, she's kind of like nanobots of women, you know? Like, they're really, really tiny. They're making up what seems like one whole woman, but in fact, millions and so, trillions uh, of women at everywhere. This, at this point, I was working out if that was his mum. I, yeah, yeah, I, I also thought that, and I've seen this movie a lot. I was hoping that it wasn't, and I was glad that it wasn't, because that just makes it so, a bit So, let's tell our histories. Bartek, you, you first. I'd heard of it, I think, for the first time a couple of years ago, but I didn't really look into it that much. I think I might have read it's a black exploitation film, and I thought, oh, okay. And it had this kind of weird name. Like I think Tang is often used as like a sexual term. So is Pooty. And Pooty sounds a lot like Poon. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I I thought, oh, maybe it's a porno. But the guy, the people that I heard talking about it, like just some random let's players that I never watched, they didn't seem like they were into. Well, you sound like you're watching them. Well, I mean, this is like the one thing I watched from them. But anyway, uh, um, they're playing like Assassin's Creed. Or something. Oh, and they were called Channel Pooty Tang hashtag Watch Pooty Tang hashtag. Uh, but anyway, I heard of it. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's a black exploitation film. Okay, and then I I kept the title in my head for a few years, and then you brought it up to me not too long ago, and you're like, oh yeah, that film's made by Louis C.K. I'm like, is that a black exploitation film? Yep. And then I I just kept thinking about it. And then when you finally said we're doing Pooty Tang. I just sent I just sent you a simple message of okay, but in my head I was like finally, and then you masturbated. So <laughs> and Reece, then I watched the film, <laughs> and then he and masturbated then. again. So Reese, you told us yours is scary movie three. Might I add, never Bartek, seen that. It's the best reference of the whole entire movie. I'll set it up for you. So in scary movie, it's they're doing ring, ring, the ring, the, the ring, ring parody, okay. the ring parody. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, okay. So they're doing that right, and they're like you know. The main character goes to the creator of the tape or whatever, the, like the guy who originated the tape in this universe, but it's the architect from the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. So he's in the room with all like the screens and whatever. He's played by George Carlin, who's the best yeah. casting choice as the parody version of that terrible character from the Matrix movies. And then he is telling the world about how he accidentally got the ring tape from the video store thinking that it was going to be a copy of Pootie Tang. Yeah. And then he accidentally, like, returned the tape. No, no, no. He got a tape of Pootie Tang, but accidentally returned this tape instead of the Pootie Tang tape. And then it's like, and this tape went on to kill millions. And she's like, and this tape went on to kill millions and, like, hundreds and millions of people. And he's just like, yep. Just like Pootie Tang. It's <laughs> <Like, laughs> one of those subtle ones. I just love it. It's like, yeah, Pootie Tang's equally as bad as that tape. Like, no matter what he did, people are going to die. I wonder how Louis C.K. feels about that. Fun fact. Have you not Louis C.K. despises this movie. Um, wants no part of it. It was not anything in his control because the studios took away his ability to actually be in the editing room. And, and he got yelled at by Goldwyn's... Uh, grandson. Yeah, saying that this film was unreleasable. 
But you know why it got released, Reese? You want to guess what movie made this popular enough to be released? Now, really think about this. This is genuine. What movie in this era would have made this movie be able to exist? So, because of one movie, you're saying? Yeah, one comedy movie that was huge. Huge. And think about the style of this movie. And it was before Pretty Tame. Yep. Would we say the 90s? Late 90s, yeah. Only a couple years before, like a year or two before, I would say. I need it. You need to think. Think about a child. Ones as a childhood classic of ours, I would say. Bartek, you would agree? You look. I'm just trying to remember. Was it it a comedy? (laughs) It's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly. I think. I think I I know. What? Dungeons and Dragons. No, Austin Powers. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Without Austin Powers, this movie wouldn't exist. This movie wouldn't exist without Austin Powers. And I thank Austin. Another heroic move from Mike Myers. One day we will cover the love guru, in case you're wondering. Uh, look, Andy Richter, outside of being in Conan O'Brien's show, even though Conan just appeared a moment ago. <laughs> kind of interesting. I like how you think that Andy's going to be in the movie as well, because they're like, who's this guy? He looks pretty He looks pretty slick. I want to know what his cigar... Like. What's he, his cigar about? He reminds me of... What's his name? Chris Farley? Yeah. Yeah, well, Andy Richter's the poorest man's Chris Farley. Oh, no. I'm kidding. Andy Richter's never acted before. <laughs> He just plays Andy Richter a lot. Metatai baddie. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's that. This is a good scene for some of the people who might have been watching this film thinking, like, am I mishearing things that he's saying? No. Because it's a public service announcement where a bunch of the words that he says... Sadate. Sadate and all that are shown on the screen to tell you, yes... He is too cool for words, and these are the types of words that he uses instead of words. Yeah, I'm very proud. I really thought that this Frank guy was actually going to be Louis C.K. I'm like, oh, there's a bald man. Is that Louis? No, Louis's not in the movie. I, I reckon by this point in time, Louis C.K. wasn't bald yet, because he still had curls when he was well, running He wasn't for really known at this point. Like... He was always bald. At, at this point, wasn't oh. he just, like, behind the scenes? Yeah, for yeah. he was like that stuff? until pretty much Louis. Being Louis. I mean, he was also in The Invention of Lying, where he shaved off his goatee. Oh, really? Yeah. Does it work? No. Uh, he looks weird. Well, I mean, if you cut it off, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not a goatee anymore it's not if gonna you don't go have to, one. It's not going to get a job. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to get a job, unlike Pootie Tang. Okay, look. Hey, you know what I think about? This this movie that Louis C.K. pitched got accepted. Like, he's like, hey, guys, I'm a white guy. I want to make this black exploitation comedy. It's okay. Chris Rock wants to be a producer. Well, you said Chris Rock. I'm involved. And then that, that went on to have people hired to be in this. Not only did they get hired, but Chris Rock got hired three times three, yeah, in yeah. acting roles. And he was also a producer. Right? And a producer. He's basically um, Frank Morgan in The Wizard of Oz. You're damn right. So Chris Rock and Austin Powers are the reason why this film got to, you know, be released. Oh, and Louis C.K.'s natural white charm. Yeah, yeah. I love this character, the goatee guy. Yeah, the one who... And you like him, too. (laughs) I was going to say, the one that's the Bartek of the crew. (laughs) (laughs) Which, Which one? So are you Chris Rock, Ryan? Yes, of course. Yeah, you would be. But he's the shortest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's, yeah, sure. but it doesn't matter. I'm also the blackest one. So, I'm, I guess so I'm, I'm the tallest one. You're the I'm, one with the facial hair. I'm the one with the yeah. cool shirt, basically. I'm You're J. the Smith. narrator. You're I'm... the actual narrator. He narrates this movie. This is That's the best part. I love this. Um, With this movie, of course, it's from the era in which comedies were written. And, um, oh, this is very written. This is a very written piece. You can tell by Biggie Shorty. 
how great she is, you know, like, I love these cutaways of her where she's just talking and then cuts to her. It's very Austin Powers-esque. Yeah. yeah. It, Austin Powers really created this weird transitioning moments in comedy films, mm. like, where it's like, okay, we have an egocentric character that's a playboy. Which we'll inspired have moments- Zoom. Everything inspires Zoom. And then, what a Tay. And then, you know... I think it's Ta. Tay is when it's T-A-Y, Ryan. No, he doesn't... What a Ta. What a Ta. I thought he said Tay a lot when he said it with an A. Tay is different. I watched it with subtitles, so um, I understood what he was saying more. (laughs) I looked up Wikipedia's, like, list of... Well, did you bring it with you? I mean, no. Did you respect women when you did it? Because that's what he's all about. Um, I think I did. Now, Pootie Tang is a controversial choice for the show. Because Bartek made an interesting statement, which is not a lot of people know this. Surprisingly, I felt in I felt the difference. I felt like, ooh, is this one too many people know? Because this has a reputation as being a very bad comedy film of the 2000s. Like, you know, like, Scary Movie 3 makes a reference about it. It's, it's referenced quite a lot. And Louis C.K.'s made many public statements about how he hates the film as well. And I was worried. And then I thought, no, 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 no. Think about the movie on its value, on its face value. What's the movie trying to tell us? And it's trying to tell us so many interesting things, Reese. You know, the film has an emotional complexity in its language of cinema. You know, you have use of narration. And our main character is pretty much a character from a Western. He's a silent protagonist. He doesn't say very much, and what he does say is very poignant. Okay. It, 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 it basically wants to teach children, like, you know... Oh, no, it's not just children that are going to see this. And adults. Adults, mostly adults. No, children are allowed to see. I saw it as a kid, and I grew up fine. Well, it was Nadi. A, in, a me- in America, it was edited down to a PG-13. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah because, you know... It's he's, America. He's a PG-13 character, you know? Well, it went from, like, hard R to PG-13, from well, what I understand. What a tay. So, you know, I understand. Well, yes. I understand. I understand. You're, you're confused because it was just too much for kids, but too little for kids as well. Yeah. This film's like a Pixar movie, but live action. You know what I mean? If it, only, has a... if, if it was a Pixar film, it might have actually broken through. It did break through. We're talking about it now. Well, we did mention... It is here. We did mention comparisons so far already to Austin Powers and I mentioned Ali G in the house because they're always about these... Which didn't do very well in itself, Ali G in the house as a film. I guess so, but the character itself is a very popular. Oh, the character from the show, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But not the Um, movie. Also, I didn't even think about this, but those two characters are British and this one's not. Um, But it it is one of those films that's centred around this... In Austin Powers, it's in-universe, but established character, because apparently this character, Pootie Tang, does appear on the Chris Rock show. Yes, he does. He Um, does appear. So it's this established kind of vanity piece exploring what this character is about um, and their various quirks. Like, Austin Powers is, like, the sexual 60s guy. Uh, Ali G is this white gangster guy from the... Was he East Side or West Side? East Side. He was East Side. No, he was West Side, sorry. Okay, West Side. North Side. North Side. We'll, We'll clear it up of that. North by North. Charles East. Dance was in that movie, so that's good. <laughs> you like well, Charles Dance? This this film has David Cross. Yes, oh. I also really wanted to hear your opinion on David Cross appearing in this I... as Tobias from Arrested Development playing Booty Tang. It kind of makes sense if Tobias would do. When I first like that. It, no, he was he's doing his Tobias voice. He has a mustache and everything. <laughs> when I watched it, I I thought for a second that it was uh, what's his face, uh, Widal Yankovic. 
Oh, wow. That was completely wrong. Yeah, I was like, it's not Weird Al, but I think it is. Too Jewish to be Weird Al. Well, and then in the credits, I was like, oh, David Cross. And here she is. Jennifer Coolidge playing a more conventional Jennifer Coolidge role than her last appearance Alexander of the show, the Alexander terrible, the Terrible, horrible, no very, good, very where she played day. a very different sort of character for her, non-sexualized character, which is very obscure for her to do because she is Stifler's mum. Yeah. She's in Click. <laughs> Legally blonde. Well, obviously she bends and snaps, and you know, and obviously people know her from Two Broke Girls. Uh, she's a versatile actress, but she really knows how to play the uh, MILF, the vixen type of seductress character, which is, I love that kind of character in movies like this. You know, you need, in this film would be a good double feature with Undercover Brother, in which Denise Richards plays White She-Devil. <laughs> By the way, uh, for listening people, did you like how over this whole episode we've been playing the hit song... Yeah, it's my favourite song. We're hoping not to get copyright flagged for it. I can't wait to point out what I think Bartek's favourite character is in this movie. Despite the fact that I already said it? No, you're wrong already. Okay. I think you've already forgotten your favourite character, but we'll get there. I, I was telling Reese on the way here that um this sketch where... <laughs> he said he does nothing? Where, where he's making a song that's very much not really a song, reminding me of a Chappelle sketch. Have you watched the Chappelle show, Ryan? Yes, I have watched Chappelle show. You, have you seen the episode where there was a sketch where Dave Chappelle was like a new hit rapper and like his hit song was him um, asking them to turn his headphones up because he can't hear himself? Mm. <laughs> it reminded me of that. But um, th- this, yeah, this clearly... Didn't Kanye West help the Dave Chappelle show by helping him do like some hip-hop stuff? I swear there's a great Dave Chappelle story where he's like, yeah, Kanye helped me out on that show with stuff. I remember watching some clip of Dave Chappelle recounting an experience with Kanye West like before he was famous apparently he was still super narcissistic yeah but in, uh, but he was telling oh look he's Chris Rock and his, the third uh, Chris Rock character third Chris Rock my favourite of this them. is my favourite scene no I'm kidding the dad's the best character the, his dad was pretty great the dad was the one I remembered the most that guy ate the hot dog weird but whatever Um, he probably got to eat like thousands of hot dogs on like set you know just like okay when are you going to eat excuse me they're playing you have to do the hand sign or else I did it count. below the desk. No, you have to do it to oh, the microphone. Oh, you have to do it like this. They're playing. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I love how the news reporter does it too. <laughs> now, this little Asian kid, I don't want to be racist, but is he the little Asian kid from Austin Powers that sees the penis rocket? Oh, Wang. 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 Yeah. Is he that one? Because that kid also wore the same kind of shirt. (laughs) You know, like, the normal sloppy shirt. Oh, this guy's great. I love him. He's got the best dance moves. I like how you can kind of uh, not imply, but, like, get an idea of what the rhythm of the song is like from his dancing. Yeah, and also from the kid. And this. I like how (laughs) we get more of this at the end of the credits. (laughs) Oh, this is the... Oh, Oh, it's getting faster now, but that guy's a bit slower. Oh, this is the saddest scene. Oh, it didn't touch the father's heart. Maybe no. he's deaf. Little did like we know the... that that scene was set in North Korea and that kid was <laughs> shot some, some time later. He was later. sent to work, basically. And then but... that's when Pretty Chain said, What a day! It looks like Joan Allen. It isn't, though. So it isn't dead. That, it's also not Joan Cusack, if you wanted to nail that one down. It wasn't me, either. No, that's you there, the one kissing Pretty. You're the crazy milk lady. <laughs> So That's you, Ryan. my history with this movie is my parents um, bought it on DVD, but they knew the film. They okay. wanted to see it. Guess what? They actually wanted to see it more than they wanted to see another movie that came out that year called Zoolander. 
Uh, my friend's like, ah, Zoolander looks alright, but I want to see this booty tag. I can't wait until this comes out on DVD or video or whatever. And we got a copy, and this is my tragic history with Booty Tang. Oh no, you're not going to say that, are you? No, you're going to get twisted up inside. But Booty Tang was one of those movies that um, you buy it when... I don't know if you get this a lot, but when you buy a new DVD from the store, you go home and then you open it, there's no disc inside. Oh, that's shit. That's From Big W, thanks Big W. You know, did, did you at least go back and say... Well, Mum works there, so... Uh, she went back and got a copy, but it was like, then we didn't watch it for months <laughs> after that. We were like traumatized, I think. We we're like, oh no, we got, we got pooty tanged. <laughs> no, like pooty tang wouldn't do that. No, you're right, but duty tang, we got duty tanged. <laughs> now duty tang, he's the worst motherfucker. I just said that. <laughs> Fucking hell, Barnes. And you just said that too. <laughs> Tip a tie on my capitown. Zapatown. I mean, capitown. It's it's it's, it's cappuccino. Cappuccino, right? Al Pacino. Okay, racist. Shannon Knox. Hey, 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 yeah, that's a defense. <laughs> that's racist hit song. <laughs> Stuttering of a man. Cappuccino. Man, Mackenzie's done the game. Shimmy, na 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 na. There's an emphasis on scattered right screams. All on me, baby. So. My history was, so then we watched Pootie Tang, and I fell in love with Pootie Tang, but I caused a rift in the family because I liked Zoolander better than Pootie Tang. Oh, no. What an idiot I was. What a fuck. Because although Zoolander has an amazing grassy, uh, grassy knoll joke in it, which still cracks me up to the... Do you remember that? The grassy knoll? Yeah, when in, in, in Zoolander, when they're like, models killed every leader that you know. It's like, oh, excuse me, Lee Harvey Oswald was not a model. No, but those those two lookers at the grassy knoll sure the hell were. And it cuts to, like, two models with the guns at the grassy knoll high-fiving each other. <laughs> it's just such a oh, little no, joke. I remember the art oh, and this. Okay, we're going to talk and about this lady. this was one of those moments when I grew up that this is one of those comedy moments that sticks with you for life. Yeah, you know it, what I mean. Like when you first dark. saw, yeah, when you, yeah, but it's also pure because he's being nice. He's giving mm. her some milk. He's also not taking advantage of her because you know he doesn't, he doesn't want that. You know, he doesn't look satisfied. He's though. got, yeah, exactly. Well, he's pooty tang. He doesn't feel lots of things. That's why he goes on a journey. At the end of the movie, he smiles a lot. Mm. You know, in this yeah. stage of Pootie's life. He's, he's, he's withdrawn because daddy told him, you know, the respect belt. Women. Yeah, respect women, but also keep them away from you and the belt. And he's obviously like, well, I've got to do the belt because that's what makes me Pootie Tang. But little did he know that he was Pootie Tang all along. <laughs> <laughs> so when I watched this as a young boy, I didn't understand this scene, but it stuck with me. You know, now I'm older. I'm like, I get it. The thematic stuff, the sexual nature of it, but also like how good drinking milk off the floor is, you know, (laughs) to be fair, Ryan off from a bowl. Well, uh, yeah, that too. We don't want the people who aren't watching the movie to think Think I'm some scavenger that some pooty tang would like to drop milk on the floor and have, and you know, and another thing about milk, Chris Rock really likes to use milk in comedy a lot. He yeah. has it as a recurring thing. Is it a reference to the white man? Maybe. He yeah. likes the white man. Yeah, he wants us to be... Or women, or to women. be fair. He knows a lot about white men and like, women. One of my favourite jokes in the TV show, Everybody Hates Chris, is Terry Crews looking over spilt milk, and he's like, that's 18 cents worth of spilt milk! Someone's gonna drink that milk! Um, I like that this scene gets to play again. <laughs> Just to remind you. 
Yeah, because it would have been a bit weird. Oh, look at his chest. He, he's got some good chest hair. You know, it's not too much, but it's not too little. Good What's, dance moves. His actor name is Lance Crother, was it? Yeah, yeah, Lance Crother. He hasn't... This is like the last film he acted in. Right? First feature film... Last feature film. Yeah, apparently he's more of a behind-the-scenes Well, guy. exactly. You know, Pootie Tang, he only does Pootie Tang, you know? And that's what I love about Pootie Tang. If they did a sequel called The Return of Pootie Tang, Pootie Tang Strikes Back or, like, you know, something like that, yeah, he would return, you know? He's that kind of guy where he's like, yeah, I love Pootie, Pootie Tang. I'm a Pootie Tang expert. I love that she has Biggie Shorty's initials on her belt. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, she does. Yeah, well, it's, she's also got a Walkman, so she's nailing this. I was hoping that the gag with her is that she never leaves the street. The corner? That would be great. Now, he is Bartek's favourite character. Reese and I were talking about this guy on the way. How am I... This was interesting. How am I wrong? Now, I was really worried. Is this man mentally retarded? That's exactly exactly what I asked Reese. I was like... You know what the answer is? You know what the answer is? She ain't no hoe. She just dresses in fancy clothes and dances near some hoes. Which is kind of a Dave Chappelle joke. Well, well, it's a very feminist statement that she's making as a character. Because the thing about 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 her character is she's not what you expect. You know, she's actually a strong, independent woman yeah. who knows everything. I love this type of character where she's your weirdest version of a Mary Sue, where she kind of knows and does everything that's right without ever being wrong. Like she's never wrong in any of her actions. She's the one at the start that's like, this is what's going to happen. And then that's exactly what happens at the end of the movie. And you, and you respect her because she's played so wonderfully. She's got a great absurdist look to her, but also she's, She's just not what you expect. Well, she's like, you know, kind of woman dressed fancy, stand on the corner next to some, some whores and not be thought to be one. Yeah, I, I also like the scene where she was like sitting next to Pootie and telling him like, I know one day, you know, we're going to have sex. You know, that kind of yeah. really cocky, boasty thing. And I was like, you know, she's being very, you know, confident and cocky, almost like she's a villain in a way, but she's not. She's female Pootie Tang. Yeah, she o- also... Is. Like, if you're ever auditioning for something, here's a monologue that you could, you know... What, this one here? Chris Rock's monologue here about how hard it is to get into the club. (laughs) Yeah, it was almost as good. It was almost as good as the monologue that's delivered by the sheriff of the... Of the 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 town later on. Later on. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it involves marriage. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shorter monologue, but it's pretty good. Um, you know, now, Reese, we haven't heard much from you. What did you think of this movie? Now, you're a big film guy. You know, I've heard you talk about The Hero's Journey just a moment ago, which obviously makes us all think of, like, you know, classic film films, like, you know, the works of Lucas and Spielberg and all these kind of great filmmakers that really implement The Hero's Journey. Now, the thing with The Hero's Journey is you don't see it really... Well, you do... But you don't see it implemented in comedy as much, or it's not as overt. Apart from year one. Apart from year one. Well, obviously. But that was, you know, a literal hero's journey. But this one, he's already the hero? Yeah. So, what do you think about this take for a comedic movie to make the hero, use the hero's journey formula? I, I actually think it is good. You're teaching children. Why is it always children I go to? It's not a kid's Stop movie. touching kids, Reese. I'm not touching kids. No. What aren't okay. you doing? What? 
What aren't you doing? I'm not touching children. So you aren't not touching children. No, I am not. So Reese, if no, if a child, not, oh. if a child were dying and said, Reese, I need you to pump my heart to save my life, you're like, I don't touch kids. Okay, I'm not allowed. To, I am not. I aren't. Am not touching children okay. right now. <laughs> if a child were to be on the ground and gives me permission to give him CPR or whatever, I would what happens if he's unconscious? Would you let him die? <laughs> Reese, die, Reese, come on! Have. Oh no, not die, Reese again. Reese, what if, what if the child's on the ground needs CPR? Yeah, um, and he's, he's unconscious. He can't ask you for it. And there's a guy next to you who's qualified to give CPR, but he's got a phobia of children. Yeah. Also, he has no hands. Well, the guy can instruct me on how to touch. Oh, that's a smart idea. How to what? And how to, you know, just. Do it basically. Yeah, that's not you. That's not what you said. I thought you were gonna... <laughs> how to touch. See, I, right, I thought he was going to say how to touch kids. <laughs> that's what I thought. Oh, I'm like, God. what fucking neighborhood is Reese hanging out in? <laughs> in which there's a kid, a man without arms, a man without hands, near a kid, but he knows how to do CPR. The kids are conscious. He probably made him unconscious from the roofie. I like how we got another introduction <laughs> of Irene, by the way. Yeah. Like remember? we already met her, but like remember her from two scenes. I like how it was a demand. Like remember. Remember so, Irene? we're getting back to Reese's neighbourhood no. where kid touches are drugging kids but they can't perform CPR so they inform Reese on how to touch kids. Ryan, when you say it like that, it sounds kind of dirty. It, we're no, just talking about CPR. That's what I'm talking about. We're talking about that too, buddy. You know, it's not my fault that you have a dirty mind. Reese, if I needed CPR, would you give me CPR? Yes. Yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah. Now, if I was there to instruct you on how to touch Bartek, would you do it? <laughs> See, Ryan has if, knowledge about how you touch Polish people, so you might first, need it. First, you stroke the chest hairs, <laughs> and then you work your way down. Do, See, if they do, don't have do chest... Do you have conditioner or something like that when you go No down? bear hands. Okay. Like, hands well, of I'm, a bear. I'm handsome like Pootie Tang. Yeah. Like, do you, do you have to condition your beard every so often? Like, you know, put shampoo in there just to make it nice. Uh, yeah, I, recent, yeah. I recently bought beard, some yeah. stuff specifically for beards. So, you know, oh, I beard cream. That. That's what Pootie Tang would recommend with if his mustache. If you smell my beard, you'll smell it. I don't want to do that. Sorry, buddy. We're an audio-based podcast, <laughs> so if you could describe the smell to the audience. I, it's some type of tree. Oh, scent. okay. No, no. I'm going to give it a sniff. Okay. It's definitely like a... It has a aroma of, an, of a, a nutmeg kind of feel. Nutmeg. To it. You know, and then it also has a bit of... Let me sniff again. Mm, that's some pootie tang in there. Oh, I can smell some pootie tang. What are Speaking of Pootie Tang, he's in a bit of I'm trouble at the moment with a robber. <laughs> well, this robber is really important because what it shows is the power of the belt, but also the power of Pootie Tang because he can resurrect people by speaking to them. By just simply speaking. And I want you to think about this. Who is good at resurrections? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christos. And Lazarus. David Blaine. And, you know, and, yeah, yeah, and is he David? And he's wearing tight pants like Blaney. So is Jesus and Pootie Tang and Blaine the, the 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 Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? You know, I think Ali G did have a sketch where he compared Jesus and David Blaine. So this is all getting related. <laughs> so which one's Pootie Tang? Is he the Father, the Son, or the Holy Holy Spirit or Ghost? I feel like he would be the Son. Yeah, I feel which like is the Jesus. he's the Son, and and then the Holy, and then the Father would be Daddy uh, Tang. No, no, the three. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Tang. The three people we just listed. No, they'd be the wise men, Ryan. No, no, they wouldn't. They're not wise. It's kind of like an 
This kind of reminds me of Ed Harris in The Abyss when he just starts screaming at someone. Oh, I thought you were going to say it reminds me of Nicolas Cage in every movie he's oh, well. in. But no, I said Ed Harris. I said... So you fucked up, Reese, already. Now go touch some kids in your street. Nicolas Cage is in Snowden. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He's a he general, plays, isn't he? He plays a professor. Oh, Professor General. So now to Pootie Tang. When I told you we're going to do Pootie Tang and you knew it was a black exploitation comedy, or did you know it was a comedy for one? Um, I assumed it was a comedy. Okay, so what what were you expecting when you got in or within the first five minutes, what were your expectations well, of actually, what was going to proceed? Actually, Ryan, for the first few seconds when we saw the Paramount logo and it was silent, I'm like, is does this copy not have sound? And then it cut to Bob Costas. I'm like, oh, suddenly sound. Yeah, mine did that too. Um, and I was wondering, like, is this... Because it was a sudden cut, and I was like, is this... This is a choice is by this the, the film. Yeah, this is a choice by the film. Yeah. And so when Spam. I... Spam. And oh. when he was interviewing Pootie Tang, I'm like, okay, so Pootie Tang is actually the name of a character. Yeah. Um, clearly a celebrity of some sort. So I was wondering, like, oh, is this going to be some kind of... Eight Miley kind of thing? Like, is he a yeah. rapper? Because he looked a bit like a rapper. Because he's... Black, um, yeah. I thought it was going to be like an undercover brother thing where he's just part of an organization, you know? Ah, and, yeah. and, and, when you, we... and you both got a bit of both and neither. Yeah. Well, and then the first thing we saw in the f- in his film, the sign your titty on the... Kitty. Tiny your kitty on the wasa. Uh, whatever. We'll find out later. Um, <laughs> the first thing we see is this like drug deal going on between these two. And then you're like, oh, it's like black dynamite, which I haven't seen. So I, I actually thought of it more of something that like what we made in our third year of university, which was where uh, a, a, a pure hero comes in and saves everyone. I didn't get immediately that he was meant to be this kind of pure like role model to kids until maybe the car wash scene where he got washed he was all white and then we got this whole montage of his history <laughs> I, and I like I said I really like the whole too cool for words thing scientists trying to like mm. analyse it and then the whole thing about like the montage of uh, the things that he's been in and the the public service announcements and I, I really got a sense of this character basically in the first five minutes of the film like which is what you were asking me about yeah for me I find it great that, you know, the movie does seduce you into an expectation of... When you look at him, you're thinking, oh, he's going to be like this Ali G-type character, this narcissistic gangster-type character. And, instead and also he, dumb. And yeah. dumb. But he's actually smart, well-spoken when he does speak in, you know, words. Conscientious man. Conscientious man who's got real morals who... Okay, I'll be honest, Reese. Can you please tell me... Do you find Jennifer Coolidge in any in any of her films uh, attractive? Um, I've just never got it. Like when they're like Stifler's mom, I'm like, okay, I get it for Stifler's mom. Like I get that context, but there's so many things in which it's like, yeah, no man can resist Jennifer Coolidge. I'm like, yeah, I know she's got big tits, I'm, I'm but like yes. other than that, yes, yes, is it because of the big fake titties? No, and the voice. Is it the voice? Oh, the voice and okay. and the look. I did okay, like so you're just saying yes, everything about her. Yes. <laughs> okay, Bartek, what about you? Like, I just, I get it. I'm... Like, she's got a thing going, but I just, I just don't buy it as in she's the one that everyone cannot, I'm like, not... withhold themselves from. <laughs> I'm not too familiar with her, but I think maybe what gets people is uh, the way she acts, maybe? Evil. <laughs> she acts evil, overtly but... evil. But doesn't, well... she, doesn't she kind of act like this sort of a femme fatale character. Yes. When we saw her in Alexander, the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. It was a a shock. I 
you know, again, I wasn't too familiar with her. when. So when you pointed out who she was, I'm like, oh, okay. And just looking at her, I wasn't immediately, like, in love or anything like that. Uh. But in this film, I definitely see more what you meant when you said that she plays that type of character. Yeah, because you see, yeah, you see it in the, the nature of Because I, I think maybe it's when you tell her, all right, be sexy, then something she does just works. Maybe that's yeah, what's going on Yeah, it's a persona. She doesn't do the good character of that. Yeah I, yeah, I buy it. I do on a level buy it, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know, I think Prudy could resist this woman. Look, I'm not the best... No. Like, in an undercover brother, they have Denise Richards. I'm like, yeah. okay, now I understand. Now I understand. But Jennifer Coolidge is like the... the but the she's also... lady that just no one can resist because she's... Full, she's a hoe. Oh, she's a hoe. That's what they explain. Pudu Tang cannot resist hoes. It's his weakness. Well, the belt doesn't stop hoes. No. It's the, like, that's the thing. The, that's my favourite line is like, yeah, but what his dad didn't tell him was the weak, his weakness is hoes. His dad knew that? When the kid was six? He's like, your weakness is hoes. Or is it like, that's a weakness for everyone is hoes. Like, you can stop chicks with hoes. He also didn't tell him that he bought the belt at the Piggly Wiggly. Hey, there's Bob Costas. Yeah, I didn't understand this scene, basically. They're talking about it as if it's real life. Well, exactly that's what we're saying. Is this real life, or is this just fantasy? Or is it just, a, like, a review show, basically? No. Is this real life, or is this just fantasy? Now now you know. Well, now... Well, that's the thing, like... Is her know. hair actually blue? That's a question. Well, no, it was orange before. Well, now it's blue, though. Well, right, eight. clearly she's changing. Well, times, maybe, maybe she's, maybe it's different season and now her hair's blue in Maybe the you just don't know how aliens work, Ryan. <laughs> I do. I am one of those aliens. Maybe I am she's from, from the, the element. I am from the Wanda Sykes planet, Psychtopia. Oh, jeez, Ryan, you're talking like a LARPA. A LARPA? Yeah. A LARPA? What's a LARPA? A live-action role-player. I'm a live-action Wanda Sykes player. I play Wanda <laughs> Sykes all the time. Yo, boy! That was my Wanda Sykes impersonation. It's pretty that good. She's also something. the best aspect of the film Evan Almighty, in which she has to play his, du- his, his secretary, who's had... She's had enough of Steve Crow's shit. I love Wanda Sykes in this movie. This is her iconic role, I would say. Biggie Shorty. Mm-hmm. She's great. She has um a great uh, interview in which she talks about like she's got a daughter now that she like tells to not wear skanky clothes. It's like thankfully she's never seen Pootie Tang, or else she'd be like, "Mom, you're in Pootie Tang and you're a whore in that. <laughs> you're wearing Bailey clothes." I didn't watch it, but I did see a video on YouTube that was titled "Wanda Sykes Does Not Let Her Daughter Watch Pootie Tang" or something. Uh, I would. If I was her, I'd be proud. I did watch the one about Louis C.K. talking about his experience with the film to, like, what's that guy's name? And he loves it. The guy with the crazy hair. Howard Stern. That's it. Howard Stern. Uh, look at her uh, go. What, how did, what, didn't he like he sh- making this film, basically, Louis C.K.? No, he liked it, just the editing process with, the like, st- the producers and the studio. That and, you know, the studio was against him from the beginning and but he, blah, he blah, blah. But he took a good message out of when he got yelled at by Goldwyn. It's like, I'm in... Like, Universal Studios being yelled at by the top dog. This is awesome. Yeah, I'd feel that way too. It's really like gangster movies, sort of corporate, you know. He also talked about how he used to watch Siskel and Ebert. And uh, he he was hoping one day when I'm a filmmaker, they'll talk about my show. And then apparently in the episode, they said, we should kill the director or something. (laughs) (laughs) What, you're telling me Roger Ebert didn't give this five stars? A thumbs up? I didn't. He didn't, Ryan. What? What? I don't expect that from Roger. 
He gave it a whole half star. Uh, well, that's Ooh. better than no stars. <laughs> your your single mortal enemy run gave it like a low. Well, rate. look, Roger Ebert's dead now. Pootie Tang's alive. I think the world's in order. <laughs> and that's Hello. commentary for you by Reese. Clap. <laughs> so, what were some twists and turns in this movie that took you all by surprise? I was absolutely shocked. That his best friend didn't stay at the farm. Me too. I, I thought... loved that he forgot where the farm was. <laughs> like he's like, I forgot that Pretty Tech was at the farm. <laughs> I talked all this time about him being at the farm, and I and when I looked for him, I didn't think, oh yeah, Pretty Tech's at the farm. Those are the kind of jokes that really get me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and creepy old retarded men being like, get in me. And then this scene here was also fantastic because I like... he rubs dirt oh, rubs on his dirt face. That too, but I love the guard it. The guy is always looking at them completely still not acting like oh he didn't see that like yeah yeah this bit this like oh it's, it's so obvious he's like oh yeah just rub it on his face if a guard wasn't moving you could probably just imagine that he's CGI well maybe he is CGI or he's a statue no CGI it Stat- was the 2000 CGI but was you see big. right yeah, but it's the 2000s, he's doing it's like the neutral statue, pose like, that we learned in know, drama they didn't have enough arms money by your oh, side no look they're washing him no, not Doesn't dirty. Doesn't this shower look almost exactly like the one from Big Stan? Well, every prison shower looks like a prison shower. Except the Naked Gun 3. It looks like a public toilet or something. Well, in Naked Gun 3, that's the world of Guys, realism. Guys, it's 33 and one third. I know, but it doesn't got to humor Reese because, you know, you got to... He's, he's touching children and stuff, you know? <sighs> no, he's not. I'm not touching children. Why would you say that, Ryan? I'm soz. Oh, he said soz. He's touching young adults. Reese, you have to say NP. NP. He's touching young adults. Ah, yeah. So, so this is the start of where Pudutang try is going to have his big life lesson. <laughs> With the corn. With the corn. I love and corn. Basically, we get this whole speech about how he's got to be with his mate because he screwed him over. But then... Yeah, and sort it's of not worth it. And then the narration kicks in while he's also telling the this, this stuff as it happens. Oh, yeah. And if you watch this, you're muted with just subtitles and it feels like they're just saying everything twice. Yeah, well, fun fact, Louis C.K. did not want the narration. Yeah. It was added later. So this Against scene would have this scene would have played out like a normal scene. <laughs> really? No, no, actually, I can't he didn't want movie. He didn't want the best friend's narration. And I really like Chucky's narration because Chucky... Who we never find out why he's called that, by the way. Well, it's like we don't find out why he's called Pooty. Well, that's his name. Pooty's name. Well, maybe Chucky's the same. No, 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 no. It's not. Is does is there is there evidence for that, Ryan? Evidence. Evidence. You evidence. want evidence? Well, this is when I pull out my jacket full of all these evidences of him actually not being called. Chucky. I don't want this science. Shit. I don't want this evidences, <laughs> Ryan. You have come to me with so much scientific, evidence, forensic, and also substantial evidence. I need more. This is all bullshit. <laughs> For anyone who hasn't seen it, please watch Flipper. <laughs> just to watch the. I'll watch Flipper. So I like it's how it's one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Just look at Pooty. He's asleep. Yeah. And he's doing this, and then like when he's awake, he's still like, <laughs> "How can I make this straw hang so out of us?" Is that in his nose? He's got it in his <laughs> pants. Also, look at his dick. That's Damn. A, that's a white dick, too. It's weird. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's so weird. I loved... What are they doing? <laughs> he's shuffling. And, <laughs> he's I think, just, and, he's, and, he's, and I think he's using a hoe, which is pickaxe. his one weakness. I think it's a pickaxe. 
Or why, would hoe. He, why would he use yeah. a pickaxe on a farm? He's clearly using a hoe. Yeah. Farming. Farming. But yeah. I don't think he's using the hoe... He's using the hoe like a pickaxe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not a farmer boy, but I, th- no, I think that's... In comedy movies, have you noticed this trend of... It's always been there, that in these ones like this... The hero has to take a moment of exile from everything, like in um. That's part of the hero's journey. Yeah. Anchorman yeah. Two: The Return. Oh, yeah. That was a Will really Ferrell, long escape. Will Ferrell, for no reason, becomes blind for forty-five minutes in that movie and lives in like a lighthouse. Lighthouse, and it's the worst part of that movie. It was a really good movie until that point. <laughs> it just got really, really dark all of a sudden. It was like, then... oh, he's blind, and now he's got. Sh- no, this is like this with Pudang. It's like. Oh, he's become a farmer. He's given up on the ways of he's being He's learning Pudi. about Hakuna Matata. He's learning about Pooty Tang. How to be Pooty Tang. And Elsa, how to have... S- have you noticed that he's only had sex with white women in this movie? Well, he had um, it with this uh, Biggie Shorty. He hasn't yet. Yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, she yeah, gave yeah, him the farm. Yeah, 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 that's right. Duh. And then she did it again to yeah, make yeah. her. So in this movie, he has sex with white women primarily. I love that this movie doesn't do that stereotypical thing of... Oh, he's doing it with a white woman, or white people are bad necessarily. Like they are doing oh, they're, that they're with jungle the fever. corporate America stuff, but it's not like when he sleeps with Irene or whatever. It's like, oh, that white devil, blah blah blah. It was like, oh, he slept with a white woman. It's like I like the fact that it's like, oh, he did, he just slept with someone, and it's like, oh, she manipulated him just because she was a woman. You know, it could be mm. because she could be black or white. It doesn't really matter. But she's white because she's working for corporate America. But. I like that little touch, you know, in a lesser movie. They didn't make it a race thing. Yeah, they didn't really... A movie that really deals with uh, black characters doesn't really focus on racial issues that much. Like, the, there's the obvious things of, like, this, you know, this, the the hick kind of marry my daughter or, or um, you know, the, the kind of corporate America stuff. But that's not really that overt in, like, something like... Black Dynamite and Undercover Brother. Movies I both love, but they're both, like, the main character's, like, the man, and he yeah. wants the black man to be eradicated. Well, in this movie, Pootie Tang could be a white guy, you know, like, you know what I mean? It could be any, like, you know... The, the story doesn't really revolve around it being a big race and race issue kind of thing. And that's also doubled down by the fact that, and you can confirm this, Ryan, that in small towns like these, they don't usually like newcomers or strangers. Oh, strangers, strangers. I hate those people, yeah. I was expecting the sheriff to be a little bit racist. Because but he wasn't, wasn't not he? Not at wasn't. all. He just wanted people to marry his daughter, who yeah. is, you know, a nice girl. Like, when when, uh, when Dirty D shows up, you, you think that the sheriff might say something like, but he just says, we don't want trouble here. Yeah, because the guy against the weapons. guy who clearly wants trouble. A guy with like who's who's thug through a whole bottle of tequila at a car. Yeah. Like I would be like that. I'd be like, "Hey, buddy, you know, I love how he's like Dirty D. Why would you let him sit on anything you own? Cuz you got to show that you trust him." Yeah, I love the weird like backwards C mark there on his jacket. It's some kind of stain or something. I don't know what it, it looks is. Looks like a hole. But it isn't. I like like to see the makeup process for Dirty D. They just rolled him around in dirt. (laughs) Bring in the dirt. Yeah. Did you not see the scene in which he... You will see the scene in which he walks into town and grabs a pile of dirt and eats it? I love that, yeah. Is that real dirt, you think? No, it wouldn't have to be real dirt. It'd have to be. It'd have to be. Did you not see the real dirt? Well, if you eat dirt, it just comes back out. Like, you know, it's like... (laughs) Well, it does cut away, (laughs) Reese. What do you mean by that? Everything that you eat comes right out. No, no, hang on, hang on. What, you like... When you eat dirt, wouldn't it be like cinnamon and it just comes back out like that? 
What do you mean? you mean? When you say come back, you mean it doesn't go down? No, yeah. Are you saying that you can't swallow... Oh, David Cross doing yeah. Tobias. Good job. Are you telling me that you can't just swallow dirt? Well... I think what Reese was trying to say, but he said it completely I wrong, I is that it's hard to swallow like cinnamon. No, it isn't. It isn't? Okay. I feel like it's we, a lot... What are you doing? I, think, I feel like it's a lot softer. Like sand. Yeah. Well, sand can be thick, depending on what Yeah, sand. but like you could eat so sand pretty dirt. easy. Yeah, probably. I don't think it would be so thick. I think there's something in And cinnamon. this is what Pootie Tang brings to the table, these kinds of discussions. Is eating dirt like eating cinnamon? Well, Reese just said something. I don't know what. He said yes. <laughs> he said yes. I don't know if he said yes. You're putting words well, in his mouth. If, let's go do a test right now. All right. Ryan, where's the dirt? Okay, here it is. Eat some of this, baby. Just take that. Okay. Ryan, please stop making weird commentary on Reese. <laughs> Reese, what's your, what's your uh, consensus? On the dirt. Yes. Yeah, on dirt. Is it like cinnamon? The is, it, is it yum yum in the tum tum? It's kind of like dirtish. Yeah. Okay, dirt. but was it easy to swallow? Yes. It was okay. like a, like really easy to swallow? Yeah, because Remember. I, 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 that's I, a good still I, shot. Because if you heard, I ate it like a squirrel, basically. So. Mm. And Ryan made uh, slurpy noises. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was slurping because I saw him. Yeah. I like how it's only been like two minutes and we got this whole remember her. That's the sheriff's daughter before I read it. was just remember in brackets. <laughs> no wonder Louis C.K. didn't like this. It's just like, what remember, are you talking remember, about? Remember? I think it's his problem. He didn't like it and that's why this movie failed. I think he sabotaged the film that was great. I mean, this, this sensual scene here that American Pie really tried to emulate with a pie, but they didn't go to the yeah. level that Pootie Tang did. This fi- did I mention it's called Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang. This... I think this film came out before American Pie. No, American was... Pie was in 1999, I'm pretty sure. I think it was the end of the 90s. Yeah. And this came out in 2001. Yeah, so I think this is trying to make American Pie better. Yeah, but I'm, no, I'm saying American Pie wished it could have done this. Like, yeah. I think, didn't... yeah, this scene is saying, hey, American Pie, why didn't you do this? And, you know, this film, this scene here is so brilliant. I thought it was a dream sequence. I thought this scene was so brilliant that it was going to end with him being smashed through a plate of glass where you can see the... <laughs> The padding behind his back to protect him from the glass. I didn't see any padding. Are you sure? Wait, I'll okay, have sh- a look. Let's just have a look. He's got, it's you're gonna, gonna you really gotta watch this scene <laughs> to see it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> There's a, I saw it. It was there. I'll have a look next time. Oh, oh God, Barnes, like, how did you not see it? You're looking like at the walls in the house. I could tell. It's very good, you know, mise-en-scene, Ryan. Well, the, the mise-en-scene here is really great because she's got February behind her and we're doing this not in that month. So mm. that's nice. But it says at on the side. And it's like, it is at Oh, so this house, is a period Ryan. piece. Yes. I like the walls. Because it's 2001 AT. Okay, go. So this is set in February in 2001, so 9-11 didn't happen yet, so that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it still had a few months. I like in stories like this, like, one person doesn't do their job and the whole... Everyone falls to decay, like, instantly. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, without Pootie Tang being there... For a week, everyone's, like, being scum to each other. Well, and this is something that we haven't really uh, emphasised as much about Pootie Tang, is that his whole power is his righteousness and goodness. Yeah, like Batman. We've mentioned that he's, you know, a great guy and he's charismatic, but 
the motivation, the power that he has comes from the fact that he knows right from wrong. That's why I used the word conscientious earlier. Mm. And, you know, for a moment there, the film is trying to tell us that he's doing it through a magical element of the belt. But then the movie says, no, that's silly. You know, that's just his perception. It's actually he is the one. It's it's inner strength, inner courage. He has the genes of someone who can just use a belt really good. Well, I, I'm sure he trained himself to use a belt pretty good. Mm. You know, it's not it's not a race thing. No. It's not it's a not genetic a ra- it's thing. It's not a race thing, no. It's not a genetic thing. Fun fact about Pootie Tang is that this film... What? Oh, this, this laughing. scene, this scene uh, yeah. like with well, this Daddy is what I'm Tang gonna say. The fun fact sunsh. about Pootie Tang is the fact that Chris Rock is so many characters in this movie, but the best being the dad. Yeah. And I love that in this silly movie, they really do mix this surreal, weird, absurd, farcical humor a lot more than an Austin Powers movie. Where in Austin Powers movie, the jokes make sense in context, but this, this. This is like, they asked Chris, hey, can we paint checkers of corn all over your face for this? And he's like, of course you can. Disco corn, I like to think of it as. Chris corn. Um, <laughs> Discoris corn. Corn rock. Corn rock. That's actually a pretty good name. Yeah, I name a band that and they just do nothing but country music. <laughs> You're listening to corn rock and it's just well, like a ballad. I think I just noticed this is done in the studio. The no, background is no, fake. No, that's actually a real background. I think it's fake. No, this is real. Oh, I guess the... She's actually a cow. He's no, no, actually no. corn. The, the backdrop is fake. No, 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 no. This is all real. Whether it's real or not, it does kind of have a painted look to it. it it's very beautiful, to say the least. Yeah, it's got that... Um, What's that Disney... Uh, that really racist live-action oh, Disney um, one where the... Songs of the South. Songs. Of, it has a real Songs of the South aesthetic to it. You know what I'm saying? By She's that? doing whiteface. That's so racist against me as a white man. I feel oppressed. I feel impressed. Ah, uh, yeah, she does look good in whiteface. And now she's gone because oh. the whiteface was so offensive. We go look at disco <laughs> face. They needed to, you know, make Louis C.K. feel better. Oh, there she is again. <laughs> like... But she's not in the same shots as them. <laughs> it's because it was filmed on a different day. <laughs> it's like Reese's Year Twelve film. <laughs> oh God, don't bring that. So Reese, you made a Year Twelve call- film called Pootie Tang's Mum. It was called Running Into a Cesspool. It's on YouTube. It's called Pootie Tang's Running Into a Cesspool with his mum. I'm. In was it. it any good? Bartek, I think you should. I've watched it many times. <laughs> Is it good? We find it funny. Is it we Pootie Tang good? We needed Pootie Tang in it. I mean, all the actors in the film were white, so, you know. <sighs> then again, Reese, you did wear a beanie over your whole face. So yeah. you could have been Pootie Tang, okay. Reese played two characters, I actually. I played two characters, Like yeah. Chris Rock played three. That's, that's yeah. impressive. And he was the director, so that's, I guess, oh. three things. Oh. And the editor. Wow, you you're really you got more than Louis did. <laughs> yeah. So, did you get yelled at by Goldwyn? See, I like this monologue here. I sort of got yelled by Irving, but no. Okay. Yeah, I love that monologue there. And the weird hand-waving. Hi there, sweetie. Don't you like it when, you know, fathers talk about you having sex with their daughters? daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like it too. It turns and he laughs. <laughs> so when's the wedding? That's what he's going to say. No, that's terrific. Well, partner. See, he said terrific first. So one of my favourite moments in this film is... um. Pootie Tang interacts with this, um... Sheriff. No. This white, blonde-haired lady 
that looks exactly like a young Christian Bell. And I'm like, is this Christian Bell? And I didn't look it up. <laughs> I don't think it is Christian Bell. Isn't Christian Bell the girl in the credits who's like the daughter of the guy with the cigar? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's my favorite bit in the part. And I'm like, is that Christian Bell? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, no. Here it is. Here it is. Now that's real dirt. That's real dirt. And he, see? Ooh. He's a hero. How dry is his tongue? How much sinus problems does he it's, have? It's dirty. It looks like he has a lot. I like how Froggy doesn't look too dirty. No, we already mentioned this. He's got a frog aesthetic going on. Yeah. Hence, he's got the red tie to represent the tongue. I didn't think of that. That's, no, good that's a pretty good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a genius. Yeah. And did you notice that Dirty D has dirt to represent the dirty? I also noticed that he had he has a D. Well, I mean, we saw dick. we saw Pootie Tang's D. And we have. We've also seen women drink milk out of a bowl on the floor. And that's. And let's not forget this was written by a white man. So this is his interpretation of this. this written concept. by a white man told by a black man to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that CK came up with this. I'm not. Oh, yeah. We should see that again, guys. I yeah, actually yeah. do want to see it again. Could I see it again, please? Well, here We're going to make the movie slightly longer. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it needed to reach it, basically. Don't we see but, it hey, that, Chris, that, that Chris Rock monologue didn't make it long enough. We need more. Yeah. Well, wait. Chris Rock monologue? The one from earlier. The one that you're like, I love this monologue. You should do this at auditions. Oh, sorry. I, th- I thought we were talking about Truckies, like, little, oh, can we see that again? No, no. I'm saying, like, Chris monologue. Chris Rock's monologue. Yeah, that was make- a great monologue. I love... Yeah, let's see it a couple more times. The belt. What is on the belt? It's kind of like the movie Old Dogs. Have you seen Old Dogs? Uh, we've done Old Dogs on the show. You should be up to date, buddy. In the uh, end, in the like, like at the end of the climax, basically when he falls in the pool, like four times. Oh, classic, mm. classic Seth Green. No, the, I love this. I lo- yeah, this is great. Where they keep getting closer. The this best- is great fast. Now, which one was your favorite bit cut? Like. Which one is yours? <laughs> My favorite is when their hands are like their arms are like out, which will be coming up soon. Where this one? <laughs> That's my favorite. See, it's the one that makes the zero. It was, it was this. Sense. I mean, it was the punchline, but him going "huh" was kind of the one. That really <laughs> like he got doesn't me. know how he like, got here. Yeah, like that was the one that made me laugh. Like the punchline, but the build-up definitely also was very funny right? because they were getting closer. Because the first shot, they were really far apart, and you're thinking you can't do anything with this. And like, I, has it gotten closer? I do love that the ba- the belt is magical because it just hissed at him, <laughs> and it also <laughs> scampered back to Pootie Tang. Also, I love that it's like it's not the belt; it's you. But that he actually does prove it is the belt by just using. Like he does nothing without the belt, and then he gets the belt, and then it's, he's like, "I'm Pootie Tang again." It's like how you have the vampire killer whip. In- Castlevania. You, you, you use it against a vampire, it's good. You use it against something else, it's not as good, but it's still alright. It's whip. But he was half-hearted with his belt. He was like, eh, it's gonna hit you and that's gonna do everything. No, you need to have power behind it. Don't right you there. like that punchline joke there? Guess you, um, slapped him like a bitch. That was a good joke. Consider, yeah, he didn't even slap him. Yeah, he, uh, he whipped him. Yeah, the, the first time bitch was used. Who's your favourite at the wedding? Um, I liked Trucky. No, I like this little redhead lady that was behind the bride. <laughs> yeah, is that you... your favorite character? No, favorite at the wedding. I said. What uh, about you? At the wedding. Yeah, at the wedding. These um... people here. I like little redhead lady because she seems really invested in their marriage. She's like, "Hey, who's this?" I like Pretty Tank's top hat. Yeah, and I like how it slightly doesn't fit him. I like how he gives it to Trucky. And Trucky's like, "Yay." I like yeah how it doesn't fit him the top hat slightly. So that's when when he gives it to Trucky, it fits Trucky. 
tracking his big head. Does he? I mean, because he's bald, you can see, like, the bump on the back. The skull? Yeah. No. Pretty Tang, no. Pretty Tang, why are you selling malt liquor? I love that it feels like we've been talking only for 10 minutes and the movie's nearly over. Mm. That's the thing about Pooty Tang. It's got a breakneck pace to it. If you don't like Pooty Tang, at least you could say in comparison to, like, uh, recent comedy movies that actually go for two hours that this movie knows how long it needs to be for. It knows to come in, come out, to Pooty and to Tang. Mm. And also, if you don't like Pooty Tang, then you made a mistake at yeah, some point. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at his shirt. Isn't that a great shirt that um, Chucky's got on? That is a nice... Oh, I like the priest, actually. <laughs> why, is, why does he look like Alec Baldwin's He's gay brother? He's doing <laughs> Yeah, I know. Why has he got Alec Baldwin's gay brother? Look at him. Look at, his, look at him in the back. Did you see that? He was almost as good as the principal from Cruel Intentions. He was, he was doing like a Glasgow like, eye raise while looking down. <laughs> Uh, David Cross really is Tobias in this movie because he would have been—he would have been doing Arrested Development around this time. He's uh, two thousand one. Yeah, he would have been filming it at least two thousand two, three. I'm sure. Sadatai. See, they use T A Y. He kind of looks worried. Yeah, but it's because he's pronouncing it wrong. Everything he's saying as duty as duty tang is slightly off. Mm. Oh, I love this crack. Yeah, this is me when it's, I have fights about cats. I thought on this, this is show. you when you're talking about Miss. Um, actually, no. Yeah, when you talk about cats, what am I talking about? Now let's talk about cats. Now let's talk about the appropriate use of blackface by David Cross. <laughs> yeah. So let's, the reason why it's appropriate is because he's trying to impersonate a black person. Yeah. A white person can't do that. Yeah, unless they're blackfaced up. And yeah. how can corporate America make us believe beat, that this white man's black? Beat that perfect logic. It's like that woman who pretended for years... No, that woman who was an expert on African-American histories and stuff, and she was claimed to be African-American, but in fact she just was using tan <laughs> stuff for a large part of her career. She was the whitest this, chick, you know? It also reminds me when all the fakes come out and some of them are just, like, they're not tanned or... They're white. They're just... Something white. It reminded me of one of the gags in uh, Black Annie where all these people were auditioning to be Annie's fake parents and two mm. of them were white. Yeah. Uh, I must love... Now, in movies, I don't know if this works in real life, but if you just cover your hand on a microphone in a public place where reporters are only two metres away from you, can they not hear you? They can still hear you. Let's test it out. Can you hear me still? No, they think, can't hear you. I can't... Oh. Let's try two hands. Now that, oh, can they hear me still? I don't think... Uh-oh. I think we're... Oh, this is minutes of silence on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take our hands off the mic. Okay, so... So, wait, wait. We've got to be on the... on the. We've got to do it properly. Yeah, so I fucking hate these listeners. They're just the shittest well, right, cunts huh? in the world. I noticed that in the thing, he had, like, a big oh, yeah, he round had, open so he could, like, talk into it. So, so, towards <laughs> them as well. So, so, towards his mouth. So, he'll be like, yeah, I fucking hate these cunt listeners. They're just... I mean, who the hell is downloading 45 episodes in a row of my show from Japan? I mean, who's this crazy nut job? It I don't know. It wasn't was. me, so I swear. I, I, either way. Okay, we're back now. Yeah, I love the audience that listens to our show. I don't think they're scum at all. Yeah. Yes, thank you for listening. Arigato gozaimasu. Okay, Saki saki. So, um, you know, uh, wow, Reese. Racism in well, a Reese, movie that doesn't change I'm pretty sure Reese apologised and you just said saki saki. <laughs> wow, wow Reese. Now you're apologising <laughs> for your racism. Now you're apologising for your racism, huh? I'm you stand by your convictions, mate. That's the weakest form of racism. You're not going to... 
Yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out on being a hypocrite. You know who you should be inspired by? Who? Pootie Tang. Uh, He's been true to himself from the beginning. You need to be true to yourself. And that's the lesson of Pootie Tang. Now, why did Pootie Tang not make it into the mainstream media as a cult, as even a cult classic or just a classic? I think a part of it is that um, it was sabotaged by Louis C.K. And I think really at the end of the day, I think it's because it's a comedy style that was of the time that was swamped by every other comedy style of the time. So you would have had Austin Powers, Zoolander was previously mentioned, and, you know, and you had 9-11 happen, so that really did kind of sweep comedies like this underneath the rug. But I think this style of comedy, this was just another one. Like, you had Master of Disguise that did this style of comedy. You had Austin Powers, all three of them. And people people are really loyal to what comedy ones they like, like they are video games. So people who like this style of comedy will be like, no, Austin Powers, the top dog at this. Yeah, and I think there's also... I mentioned that this film is has that whole narrative device of that it is a product that was made in this world and because it's like meant to be a vanity product of this fictional character. Um, no, he's real. It ha- yeah, of Pudi Tang, like the not this one, but the one that... The in actor, the real world, yeah, The yeah. actor playing himself. Um, this whole vanity project uh, feel to it it would have a lot of exaggeration. It would have a lot of uh, exaggeration. I said exaggeration, but building up things of being farcical, following its own logic. I think people might have forgotten that, um, you know, because it, ha- it was established so early in the film, and they would think this is just a stupid film made by stupid people. Mm, a little bit did I know it's made by Louis C.K., one of the smartest comedians of our generation. Well, that, that's looking yeah. at it from the full-on meta thing. I'm talking about how this film was made by Pootie Tang, and then Pootie Tang was a character in the film Pootie Tang made by Louis C.K. Yeah, this film is forget- made by Pootie Tang. They're forgetting about the existence of that second layer. And I think remembering that and understanding what that implies, kind of like how when you watch the producers, you don't go, Springtime for Hitler was such a stupid idea. You think, oh, yeah, it was being used by these people and it's meant to be stupid. I like how these people have an unhappy marriage <laughs> because they've been forced to live together. I mostly love that the um, what happened to the characters thing happens quite some time before the actual credits happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, the final tense moment between Bob Costas and Purdy Tang. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're... And now we're back in that second layer. Or is this a third layer? And see, he used T-A-Y in his subtitle as well. Tay. He's a cobbler? That was one of his jobs. <laughs> yeah. Just love that. That made me laugh, yeah. You know what made me really laugh? The end credits. I love credits that just give you more. There weren't so much bloopers in this movie. Yeah, they had some bloopers, but they were like cutting scenes on the cutting room floor, which we know that there would be so many from this film. I want a director's cut of this movie that goes as long as a Zack Snyder cut. You know, I want one... Of, I want an epic Pootie Tang story, like... Ultimate Edition? The Ultimate the ultimate Tang, you know, they would call it. And look, I wanted to see this scene play out fully in the real movie, not at the end of the credits, but I'm glad that we... Pants. No, he's wearing he's wearing little pants. You know, and that's actually... I don't know, he's wearing glasses, and look, that microphone just goes mm. off. <laughs> Goodbye, microphone. So... I almost cried when he broke the record. Like, he didn't break didn't. the record though. He, he he bent the record like a floppy disk on it'd his be, head. It'd be ruined. And basically. then and then here we are. Look, there's there's 
Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Is it actually her? I didn't look it up. It looks like no, her it is, so it is. much. The it name's is in the her. credits. I thought I was crazy because I'm like, she was you fairly crazy, young. Right. She was fairly young when Veronica Mars happened. She must be really young here. <laughs> but like you kind of forget how old people are in Hollywood sometimes. Like when Amy Adams is in her 40s. I nailed this. I knew it was yeah, her. Yeah, it it's because she looks the exact same now, but her hair is less early 2000s. And you know it's over for her because Trucky said so. And then she becomes one of Dirty D's girls. She does? Yeah. Oh, God. And doesn't, don't we all become one of Dirty D's? I didn't watch the credits. Oh well, you didn't watch There's the movie. There's a lot of credits, Reese. You didn't even watch the movie, Reese. There's this bit where he's going to... You sin your pity on the runny kind, and then look, Sign she's a she's a dirty girl now, isn't that? And look, more humping from Jennifer Coolidge. So the movies end. Wait, Bartek, yeah, oh, I didn't see it again. She, he has padding, Bartek. It's so good. Mm. I like how he looks personally uncomfortable as an actor. Yeah, there you go, Kristen Bell. Yeah. So that's the film. Thanks, De- De- David Cross as Dennis. Good job. <laughs> Chuck Jeffries is bad, Biddy. You did such a good job. So, we're going to get into the reviews and ratings from us. And there's some reviews from IMDb and some comments from YouTube, Bartek. Uh, no. No? Not this Did time. you bring any special gifts from the internet? Did I bring a special gift? I did. You, what you said, not quite right, but I did. <laughs> oh, is your special gift Pootie Tang himself in an interview? Oh, with you'll us? find out. You're going to be in for a surprise, Mr. Slowinski. Well, I'm going to get straight into my review right now. Pootie Tang, more like Pootie Dang, because this movie is also Pootie Dank. <laughs> Pootie Dank? Why are you laughing at my dank meme? So yeah, it didn't rhyme, but it was still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Reece. no, but it was it was all it was all words. It didn't rhyme. That's disgusting. But it was still good, Reese. You show him respect. You show me respect. I'm Pootie's father. Fucking stupid thing that he said, Reese. Say good job. Good job. Oh yeah. No, say it properly. Good, Reese. You are assuming my sense. Reese, you're being really bad because Bob Coletti good, played Gorilla. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Mushawaki. So, I'm going to get into it. This movie was an experience to revisit. It's a timepiece, but the movie also says it's set in 2001, so it saves itself on that. The good part of 2001. The good early days of 2001. It was an innocent time to be alive, you know? The cinematics landscape really did change after 9-11, and this is a product before 9-11. Even though it did come out after, probably, it... Or during that time, this was made in the era before, and it's just such a carefree, friendly, happy-go-lucky world in which, you know, you can have this kind of weird character type in which they're this hero type in which, if you notice in comedies now, every hero in a comedy is some kind of jerk character who has to learn to be better by the end of it. Well, this movie says, no, Pootie Chang's great. You should already like him, as does as does Austin Powers. Austin Powers is already a great guy. All this kind of stuff, you know. Um, I think it's a really emotional film. You know, Pootie Tang says lots of words that have imbued themselves into the pop culture that we live in today, you know. Well, part of it being an unappreciated masterpiece is that it hasn't done that enough. Enough, yeah, like, I, I often say to myself, you know, you know, I say, I say lots of things, like, Pootie Tang's name, when I pray, I say Pootie Tang, I say pity with two T's, 
on the runny side. You know, uh, on the runny side. So, if I had to give this a rating, that, ooh, it's hard not to use some kind of pooty tang language to yeah. give this a rating, but I'm going to strive to be different because I feel like you're going to do that, Royal Bartek. I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this one unconscious child out of Reese touching them. So 100%? 100%. Oh, okay. <laughs> God damn it. What is the matter with me? I can't even do this. Do what? I touch kids? Even... No! That's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing if you can't do it, Reese. <laughs> he said no. What? So that means yes. I said so you can't touch kids and you yelled no. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 I'm broken. I'm a broken machine that just walks around somehow. But don't worry, Reese. People I'm would a still broken machine. People I'm would still broken. kiss you, Reese. It's okay. It's what? I said people will still kiss you. It's okay. Oh, no, no, God. that's his review. I'm a broken <laughs> what? machine. I'm a broken machine. But then he watched Pooty Tang. And, and then I watched Pooty Tang. And now you're rating. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Seriously, give us your review and rating, Mister Machine. Oh, now. Okay, right. No, I'm talking about ten minutes ago. You're behind the times. Let him do his review. Let's go. Oh, okay, God. I'll cover the mic while we do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> just think about the poor kid on the ground that needs you. No, to we're not going to think about the poor kid on the ground. All right, look, Reese. just think about your feelings for the movie, expectations, what it did for you. Basically, I, I, I as I said earlier in the episode, I knew about this episode... This episode? Or this show? Movie. 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 In Scary Movie 3. And eventually I knew that, oh, maybe Pootie Tang is just one of those crappy films that I'm never going to watch. Ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever going to watch. And then along comes Spit and Polish and they say, hey, could you possibly do an episode for Pootie Tang? And I'm like... Well, you, you have to, please. Yes. I'm like, okay, why not? I'll give Pootie Tang a go. But before I usually do these sort of reviews I usually do the um, disclaimer of going on to Rotten Tomatoes and IMBD <sighs> yeah and wait was that right yeah I IMDb alright IMDb yes IMDb. internet movie database yeah, yeah. international movie database no and obviously the critics were not kind to <sighs> this movie the critics were very unkind to this movie racist but I watched it and I was impressed I was actually, I wasn't that, you know, disappointed with this movie. This movie was actually quite good. There were some fantastic gags in this film, especially the song in this film, like Pretty Tang's hit song. Which one? Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot, nearly. Yeah, you forgot about... The lyrics were just too good. The lyrics were just too good. We've been playing it over this whole episode. I think... And we'll play it when the episode's done, too. Yeah. If you just stay on the page. I yeah. think... This movie does deserve a lot more respect, basically. A little bit. Not just, not a lot, but a little bit more. Like a lot of films on Rotten Tomatoes. They, maybe they just need to give some leeway. Just a little bit of leeway. Maybe an extra 10%. Just to give them a little bit more credit. So I give this a, an Eddie Murphy out of a Chris Rock. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. What about you, Bartek? <clears throat> what a day. This movie is definitely one that has the potential to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest. But like I said, there are just people in society who... And you know what? I've probably said this in many reviews in the past, but... Jax. This was a movie that was trying to do something brave, something different, 
and so, when I say brave, I'm not saying it's trying to do something that's normally bad and it turns out good. I'm saying that it was doing something that is good, but people just don't understand, which is this whole thing of it is this second layer of filmmaking where you need to understand the first... L sorry, it's a three-layer of filmmaking. The real-life thing, the people in the thing making the thing, and then the thing itself. So most of this movie, the movie clip that we see is that innermost layer, the second one. Then the first layer, I keep making... Oh, look, that's the third. The second layer is the one that people don't understand. What about yeah. the fourth? Fourth, Ryan, fuck you. Oh, that's I'm the fourth sorry, layer? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's all give Ryan a hug. Don't I, touch me, you touch I, children. I was stressed out, <laughs> I didn't know what to say, and I went to profanity, and I am sorry. Such a you did racist. not deserve that. I love you, and... Don't take that out of context. And I respect you. So people don't understand the second layer. The second layer being where the Bob Costas and Pootie Tang characters were having a conversation. They did that, yes. What that means for the film is that it is made by a logic that is outside of the first layer, which is real life. That's where Louis C.K., Chris Rock, and all that come in. So when you say things like, um, you know, fuck you those two guys, how could you make this such a stupid movie? They then would rightfully say, hey, hey, hey. It's Saturday. We made <laughs> we made the film, technically, yes, but in the context of the film... <laughs> no, you couldn't leave it at that. We made the film, technically, yes. <laughs> That's a good sentence. Yes. Um, but when you consider that second layer, you realise, hey, we're not the only ones who made it. There was also... Pootie Tang himself. And in that universe, we've only really established Pootie Tang and Bob Costas. And if you're really trying to come up with a fan, 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 fun, funky fancy theory... Fan fiction, yeah. Funky fancy theory, then you would say that Biggie Shorty is also there. Yep. Whether she is the real-life actress Biggie Shorty, which was described in that second layer or not... Or Wanda Sykes playing who Biggie Shorty is. Mm. Yeah, because he, he refers to her as Biggie Shorty, so maybe yeah. she was Biggie Shorty playing a character named Biggie Shorty, just like Booty Tang was playing a character named Booty Tang. And Dirty D was Dirty D. And, uh, yeah, so maybe nice. maybe it was... Who knows? Maybe it was a this is the end kind of thing, or maybe it was more of an exaggerated thing, like this is the end really was. Or a documentary. So, a good point. basically, if you understand this whole dynamic of the second layer and the third layer... And I guess also the first layer, but that's not the most important thing at this point. You would see that this film is actually doing something incredible. But with me saying all that and me also getting kind of confused with the layers, you realise that it's a bit confusing. And I think that was the problem for society. They just didn't understand the brilliance behind this three-layered filmmaking. Society. I think... And look... You can make a three-layered film and maybe it'll turn out bad, but I'm saying that this is a three-layered film that turned out fantastic. Excellent gags, excellent messages, excellent characters, great jokes. It was very funny, very catchy. That was six things I just listed, and there are probably six million more I could say. But I think that this film is definitely one that people need to check out, whether they are, you know, brought to it by a recommendation, whether they think Pootie Tang is just a great name, or maybe like you two guys, you saw Scary Movie 3, and was Scary Movie 3 kind of implying that it wasn't a great film? Yes. No, it's implying that it was a popular movie. No, it's implying it was a film that if people watched it, they died. <laughs> 
Okay, so maybe and maybe there is that one element of pop culture that references it, and you might be having a negative opinion. But guys, oh, I, Scary I, Movie I Three. It. I assume that's a very silly movie. It's Not, a great. It's a great film. I'm assuming there's it's a lot got of Charlie Sheen. In I'm it. assuming there's a lot of fiction yeah. in it. It's a true story. And you got to remember that in these story. films of fiction, sometimes they say things that are fiction too. <sighs> you got it. And basically, what I'm saying is, give Pootie Tang a chance. And it will give you an experience and a journey. What's your rating? The rating that I give this film... Sabotage. ...is the 12 Trials of Hercules. <laughs> and, he gave, and he got the top high score in all of them. He got a million points in all 12 of them. He got the high score in all of them. He got the prizes for all of them. And he got into Guinness Book of World Records. That's excellent. You know who got a Guinness Book of World Record? This reviewer here that gave this movie a seven star on IMDb, it's, their title is called Great Camp. What? Great Camp? Yeah, like campy fun. Okay. You know what I mean? Camp? Yeah, okay. Yeah, camp. but they wrote it like C A M P. So, seven stars from 2002, so it's been a year after the film for this person. <clears throat> This movie is so unique. It may be as difficult for some to understand as it is to figure out Pootie's language. I was captivated from the first scene right up to the end. Kudos to Lance Crother for his truly inspired performance as the hero. His physical comedy while combating his foes or even just interacting with everyone else was brilliant and quirky. You really find yourself focusing on him in every scene, just to see what he was going to do next. There is also the ensemble of actors that inhibit Pootie's world, all of whom did a great job. I often read critics making comparisons between the modern character actors and how they pale before the ones of distant past. Raz Wrong! That's... Did you say Raz? Raz wrong. <laughs> I think you meant bzzit, but okay. Raz. Raz wrong. These people hammed it up with style and flair. I'm Dirty D, damn it. Sadate, my brothers. <laughs> that was a good one. But then we have an eight star review. Ooh. How much was the last one? Seven. <gasps> this is my dilly, all spelt lowercase. <laughs> Eight stars from 2007, so it's been quite some time since Pootie Tang. <clears throat> it's criminal how underrated this movie is. It's inspired on so many levels, and the encyclopedic knowledge of action films, hip-hop music videos, and 70s black exploitation, and chop-socky movies is breathtaking. I always think of it in the same class as The Jerk and Zoolander, with a healthy respect for flat-out absurdity and non-stop gags. The filming style is rough, and the actors generally have no polish. Hey, hey. That's us. <laughs> They're black. An undoubtedly deliberate choice, which makes the sudden flashes of, preci of precision so devastatingly funny. Wanda Sykes, in particular, is absolute gold as party girl Biggie Shorty, but the film's full of co-stars Andy Richter, Dave Adel, Jennifer Coolidge, J.D. Williams, Missy Elliott, Robert Vaughn. It's full of them, who all get their turn on the silliness carousel. I can imagine someone who isn't a fan or at least an observer of the above things would hate this film like poison. But for me, <laughs> yeah, I hate poison. Um, but for me, 
who has seen more Jay-Z videos than I want to ever see in my life, and who can't help stop laughing when I see a man use Kung Fu to bounce bullets off his hair, might I add, a gag too complicated to explain, but seamless on the screen. Pootie Dang is fantastic. I'd recommend it more, but it's just too hard to describe. <laughs> are you going to show us your internet... Su- are you going to show me a surprise, Bartok, or do you want some more reviews? Um... Because I have a seven-star one called Sada Tay. Pootie Tang is okay. Let's go with Sada Tay. Pootie Tang is okay. From 2004... Pootie Tang is the ultimate guilty pleasure film. Sometimes I ask myself, why do I laugh at this? I don't know why, but it's funny as hell. Chris Rock is genius. I don't know how you... I love this. Chris Rock is genius. I don't know how you come up with a story about a funny-talking superhero. That's one statement. Uh, throughout the whole movie, this guy is saying things that doesn't make any sense, but the characters surrounding him all understand. How do you come up with something like that? <laughs> and put and put it into a feature film. So not only is this guy confused by the idea of you doing that in the first place, but then he's also like, and how then do you do it in a feature film? Like, they're two separate things. He's thinking that it's an original thought. One line is like, Sadate and, and, and sign your pity on the runny kind are classics. Pootie Tang was conceived on the HBO hit The Chris Rock Show in this spin-off movie. Pootie is trying to take all the junk food, drugs, and alcohol off the street that is being distributed by Dick Lecter. The supporting cast includes the Chris, Shock, the Chris Rock Show regulars, including Wanda Sykes. And that's all he I thought you got confused there, and I'm like, no, <laughs> like, that's no. it. <laughs> um, Pootie Tang seems like... A, God. Pootie Tang seems, seems like a send-up of 70s black exploitation films, but at the same time, I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just can't appraise this film. <laughs> Pootie Tang is a mixed bag of funk music, cheesy action, and comedy. It all works for Pootie Tang, making it the most unusual film ever made. Pootie Tang, rated PG-13. Three out of five. Was that a trailer transcript? (laughs) No, that's just their personal opinion. They want you to know it's rated PG. So disappointing characters, Wanda Sykes. I'm gonna give you another another one, and you're gonna reveal your surprise, Vartek, if there is one. He's his surprise yeah. is I don't have one. This one's a short one from Brazil. It's called "Funny Is the Word," nine stars. <laughs> First time I saw a scene of it on cable here in Brazil, I could understand. I could understand a single word. Yay! <laughs> then, Which one was it? <laughs> you understood one. Then I start... Well, funny. He says in the title. Oh, of course. Then I start to pay attention on them. And I also, on the translation, it was doubled funny to me. The words in English are completely crazy. And in Portuguese, even... Cra- oh, God. <laughs> and in Portuguese, even craziest. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could barely see the rest of the movie because I could not stop laughing. If you just want fun, go ahead. 
And that's the end of that review. So, Bartek, what's your big surprise the other big than Reese's touching kids? The big surprise is that this episode features a first for our show. <gasps> what is it? What is it? You guys didn't notice? No, what? what? Guys, this was the first episode that didn't have Bartek in it. Ooh. It had Bartek. No, guys. <laughs> Remember my review, how it was really great and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all a lie. What do you mean? I'm Roger Ebert. No! Oh. Let me give you my real review of this movie. Yay! I love Roger Ebert's hate-filled reviews full of hate. Pootie Tang from 2001. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Half as... <laughs> Roger Ebert saying Pootie Tang. Actually, something I want to hear. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang, half a star. Pootie Tang is not bad so much as inexplicable. You watch in puzzlement. How did this train wreck happen? How was this film? As- how was this movie assembled out of such ill-fitting pieces? Who thought it was funny? Who thought it was finished? For that matter, was it finished? Take away the endless opening titles and end credits, and it's about seventy minutes long. The press notes say it comes. From the comedy laboratory of HBO's Emmy Award-winning Chris Rock show, it's like one of those lab experiments where the room smells like swamp gas and all the mice are dead. (laughs) (laughs) You know Roger Ebert is always going to those kinds of labs where it smells specifically of swamp gas. Uh, you know labs. I'm, I'm you know when I see Frankenstein, it's like it's alive, it's alive. I'm thinking to myself, I bet that smells like swamp gas <laughs> and there's dead mice. It does. <clears throat> Lance Crother stars as Pootie Tang, a folk hero who has gained enormous popularity, even though nobody can understand a word he says. Liar. He crusades against the evil Lecter Corp, which sells cigarettes, booze, drugs, and fast food f- to kids. Pootie is a regular character on The Chris Rock Show and has a following, but he's more suited to skits than a feature film, or at least to this feature film, which is disorganised, senseless, and chaotic. Characters appear and disappear without pattern. Pootie has funny scenes, as when he dodges bullets, and other scenes, as... (laughs) And others. (laughs) You know that one scene? There's others. I'm not going to give an example, because that means I would have to give it more than... It's not the end of my sentence, Ryan. (laughs) Hold on. Good. When he dodges bullets and other scenes, as when a woman eats a pie off his face, which that I'm sure that happened, right? <laughs> it wasn't him eating it off of his body; right? it was her eating it off of his face. I'm, I'm in sure. The, in the end credit sequence, it was. <clears throat> That's as when a woman eats a pie off his face. That scene left in the movie, but that scene left in the. I think I made a typo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dreamer. I'm having a stroke while I write this review. <laughs> That scene left in the movie by accident. <clears throat> his <laughs> secret weapon is his daddy's belt, which he uses against criminals. Very sexual when you yeah. read it like that. <laughs> his secret weapon is his daddy's belt. And my secret weapon is my mummy's dummy. <laughs> He's How did you know? <laughs> his daddy, Chris Rock, gave it to him on his deathbed and after, and after being mauled by a gorilla at the steel mill. When the belt is stolen by an evil woman named Irene, Jennifer Coolidge, he loses his powers, but is helped by a good woman named Biggie Shorty, Wanda Sykes, who provides more personality than the movie deserves. <clears throat> that being said, I hate her because of my next time. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> that's not in the review. I'm just explaining to you why the next sentence... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write that in the review. I was... It was... Just relax. Because... 
I didn't write that. I, I, I love when it's like. No, here's why I hate. <laughs> Sorry, Roger. You're, Keep you're, going. It's so good that your ghost has joined us today. Oh, please, please do tell us more. Biggie Shorty is a hooker, but spends most of her time boogieing on street corners and encouraging Pootie Tang. She's not a hooker, she said that. See, uh, that is the re- I know that. She said in the film she's not a hooker, but I called her a hooker because I'm I a hate racist. her. I hate her, so I well. called her a hooker. I want her to beat me, I like it. I bet you do, Roger. Let's get back to my- re- Guys, let's get back to my review. <clears throat> okay, Roger. She has a farm in Mississippi, she lends Pootie, who during his recuperation there is encouraged by the white sheriff to date his daughter. Encouraged. Date. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Encouraged to date. That's what happened. I'm sure of it. <clears throat> did, this... you, did you see this movie? I'm really no. confused. It wasn't finished, Ryan. That's why I gave it half a star. Oh, good. This leads in the direction of a shotgun marriage until the story thread evaporates and Pootie ends up in bed with Biggie. Because that totally happened after the wedding, not before. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it You went. know, and he got the farm after the yeah, wedding. Yeah, after yeah. After his... got memory loss as well. Ro- yeah. Roger was dying at the time, probably. Yeah. In 2001, I had over a decade left. <clears throat> yeah, but you were dying for a very long There time. is another villain named Dirty D, Reg E. Cathy, who is very dirty and a villain. Dick Lecter. <laughs> no, I'm describing Dick Lecter now, no, not no. Dirty D. He is a villain <laughs> and he is very dirty. dirty. <laughs> Look, I'll say it again. There is another villain named Dirty D, who is very dirty, comma, as in New Point, and a villain, Dick Lecter, played by Robert Vaughn, as if he may have a touch of lockjaw. Bob Costas... Uh, what are Stop we... interrupting me. <laughs> what are we... I know I make weird comments, but I didn't see Robert Vaughn and went, you know he has lockjaw in this? Sure a touch of lockjaw. I don't, just right. a touch. Bob Costas plays an interviewer in one of those dreadful assignments where the writers thought it was funny simply that he was in the movie instead of giving him anything funny to do. Yeah, well, nail that one down. What a snore. (laughs) That's not in the review. I Stop laughing at that. Sorry, Roger. Material this silly might at least be mindless entertainment for children, but Pootie Tang, for good reason, includes a lot of language it has no need for. The studios put enormous pressure on the MPAA to award PG-13 ratings to what once would have been R-rated material, and the MPAA obliges. Here is dialogue your MPAA rates PG-13. You can't hurt a hoe with a belt. They like it. (laughs) Women are routinely described as bitches and slapped around a lot. And then I write in brackets, so are men. Well, it's the equality then. Um... Yes. I don't, you know, just go with it. Wait a moment, when did these bitches get slapped around, really? There's one where Jennifer Coolidge gets slapped at the end, but she's a villain. Don't argue with me. Okay. <laughs> I have no problem with straight language in movies with a use for the language. But why use it gratuitously in a movie that has no need for it, with a lead character whose TV exposure will attract younger viewers? You know, the kids who watch the Chris Rock show, Ryan. <clears throat> What's the point? Anyway, I'm not so much indignant as confused. Audiences will come out scratching their heads. The movie is half-baked, a shabby job of work. There are flashes of good stuff, a music video in the closing titles, some good songs on the soundtrack. Lance Crother heroically makes Pootie Tang an intriguing character, and even though the movie gives him no help, this movie is not in a releasable condition. And that's my review. Well, I've got a review of Biblical Proportions. It's seven stars. It's all. It's called All Kinds of Religious Inferences. I'm going to be Bartek again. Okay, Bartek. Hey. Now, this is All Kinds of Religious Inferences. So, um, Pootie Tang, this is how it starts in the seven, um, seven star. Came in 2004. <clears throat> Pootie Tang actually can be looked as a, 
at as a parable, an allegory of a messianic figure. How's that for making a purse out of a sow's ear? Consider a powerful figure roaming around doing good deeds, speaking in a puzzling language that only believers understand. Attended by attended to by his apostles, befriending prostitutes, suffering from inner demons, he retreats into the wilderness, the farm, and experiences an epiphany through the physical manifestation of his creators, going back and finally confronting and conquering the demons. Dirty D equals dirty devil. <gasps> Along the way, he even awakens the dead. The knife wielder at the club banishes... A horde of false prophets, all the fake pooties, and can point. and can bring people to rapture through sheer silence alone. Whoo, heady stuff. Mm. Sarate. <laughs> <laughs> Who say heady stuff? Sarate. That's a good way to end it. And then I've got last review here. Uh, I feel this is a bar. Bartek wrote this secretly. Okay. Mm. Lay it on me, right? Middle-aged white boy says Sadate. That's the oh, review title. There's no beautiful. star rating. Mm. Okay, so I'll read this because this is one of those titles that goes straight into the review. So middle-aged... So this is the title, and then you'll... Okay, so middle-aged white boy says Sadate. And so does my wife, a middle-aged Hispanic girl. Just in case anyone thought this movie might only appeal to hip young black kids. Heck... Even my 70-year-old mother liked it. But she likes anything with Chris Rock in it. Oh, oh okay. nice. Obviously, this is one of those movies where you have to get it. But for those who do, it totally rocks. This movie works on so many levels. I love the message. I love the characters. And the movie is just hilarious. I never outright recommend this movie to anyone as it's too unpredictable. I say... See the previews. If you see anything there you like, chances are you'll love the movie. It's definitely worth checking out. I feel like, you know, Bartek's wife, who's a middle-aged Hispanic girl, um, really loves this movie. Am I the middle-aged white boy? Yeah. Oh, okay. You say say Sadate. Yes, Sadate. (laughs) That's all middle-aged. Now say it like a white person was. Sadate. Sadate, hoot nanny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always say it's like, yes, uh, middle-aged white I didn't mention it, but I really like the hoot nanny thing. (laughs) Fine day for a hoot nanny. A hoot nanny? What the hell is a hoot nanny? Yes. So that guy, that there guy's was Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang. Sadate. Sadate. Wadata. Capital. 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 Tippite, Dimmies. Uh, Reese, it was great to have you on, even <laughs> though you. You, we've revealed a dark, dark mystery behind your no, you did relationship not. with children. I did not have a relationship with you're children. You're right, you're not allowed to. Oh. So, um, that's a mystery that's been solved. No, Another yeah. case closed on the Reese files. It's not closed, it's still it's open. Brian, lay off him. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, but <laughs> he looked me dead in the eyes and said, "Lay off him," and then smiled. <laughs> so good one, Bartek. Um, so that's a case closed for this episode. Join us next time when Reese is on when we find out his kink. Oh. The answer is children. Brian, <laughs> Brian and children. Oh, so God. you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. You forgot superfluous. I don't always say it. Sometimes I say superb or stupendous. I think this time they did a superfluous job. You did a stupendous job, guys. So, get it ready because I'm going to tell you now what's going to happen. You guys have to tell all your friends in Japan 
to listen to Spit and Posh presents because apparently we're big in Japan at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Huge in Japan. Write us reviews. Japan. Write us a review saying, me from Japan, like. If you're the Brazilian guy. And if you're the Brazilian guy, tell us about, tell us about you know, how you understood one word and how good it was. A whole single word. A whole single word. <laughs> that word was funny. So And funniest. And fun, No, craziest. Oh, even more craziest. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have been great. Now, recommend us, share us around. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Podbean, on iTunes. We're on even a Spanish streaming site. We I are. didn't put us on there, but we are on there. So internationally, people think I'm touching children. Yes. That's why you're not allowed in Japan you again. Know, Reese, they won't if you say I don't. I, I mean, don't. if you what? You don't what? Children. You don't not touch children? I don't touch children. So you so wait, you do touch children. No! I don't <laughs> touch children! I think he's made it clear, Ryan. Someone sounds like they touch kids. We're gonna uh, close the case so that you know you can't reopen a case. Close you the have book. to the book is closed. Well the statute of limitations, right? The statute of limitations have folded on Reese's touching of kids. Shit, he has to wait till next quick. episode. He has to wait till next episode to reopen the case. According to your computer, it's like six forty. <laughs> well, that's an information that everyone in Japan needed to know. So, you guys are great. As always, remember to not touch children. Ah! And remember to be kind. Hold on, Reese, you'd agree with that at least. Yes, right? I do! Yes, there you go. No, no, he said ah, as in ah, <laughs> oh, I don't agree with that. So, remember to be kind to each other, like I am to Reese. Uh, Reese, I think you did a decent job with improvisation this episode. Shall we do another word at a time, like we've done the last yes, few times? Yes, we shall. You ready, Ryan? Yes. All right. <laughs> Word at a time. Who wants to go first? Me. Ryan wants to go first. Which way is it going? To Bartek and then you. Yeah. So, so Reese is not a bad guy, but he does rape. <laughs> um. Um. No. <laughs> Sorry, I won this. <laughs> I wonder. No, you could have said anything. I did say the right thing. The bartender went up, and you just went. No, no, I had an idea for it, but no one. I ruined it by being too real. No, I was, gonna, I was thinking like an um. I mean, not right. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't have said. Let's not. start again. Oh, right. Okay, Reese oh. has no children. Therefore, he will never ever have any chance of love. <laughs> <laughs>